Uh, now. No. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm your guest host, Charlotte. Yay. And we are today joined by our esteemed leader and cult <laughs> leader, I should say, Paul and Team Podcast Kev. Yeah, the smooth Mac Daddy is the, <laughs> um, the Lord and Saviour says it best. <laughs> Charlie, do you want to take it away? Uh, so this week, with it being International Women's Day, it is all about the girls. It is strong female characters in movies and TV. And that's why the girls are taking over the podcast. Yes. And I don't um, like it when you said guest host, because I'm sure there's going to be times now that you're actually going to be the host yeah, when, when you, other people she, in. She so, made the suggestion, but no, I think you're right. You're a host. Guest host, guest host for this episode. No, <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. I already, uh, um, you're not getting away with that. Sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> you're a so, full-on host now. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, I, might, I might be the leader of the cult, and I look like a cult leader with me being at the moment. Um, <laughs> yes. you, you, just need the sungla- you just need the sunglasses, and you've got like the whole Jim Jones thing going on. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not drinking. I'm just not drinking any cool liquor. <laughs> so, yeah, um, tastes nice though. <laughs> it is lovely. So as um, as Charlotte said, it's all about the girls today. Um, I'm going to get the boring bit out of the way with, and then we can crack on because so much we want to talk about. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. And if you want to discuss any of the topics from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong especially on today we can agree to disagree in fandom so let's keep it fun keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism yes i think it's one of them days as well where i don't think sam and charlotte's opinion can be questioned but i wouldn't be too upset if my opinion was called into question because it's not about me not at all. No, we're not so. gonna, we, we've got some really, we've got some really good leading topics. I think mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, Charlotte's already gone through the set list for tonight, and it's, it's, it's not a case of like trying to pick you out or say that you know to try and you know catch you out on something. Oh, it's no, all I, just I, getting I your yeah. like getting your like honest opinion about it. Um, yeah. So, which one do you want to kick off with first, Charlotte? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember what we said now. Um, <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start at the beginning. So it's all about strong female characters. Mm-hmm. So what was the first female character you remember noticing for something other than their appearance? Ah, I was going to say that would have been a difficult one, but probably um, if I'm going to talk about original, original, probably... Oh, it's a difficult one, but probably movie-wise, I would probably say Carrie Fisher's uh, Princess Leia in Star Wars. Um, especially, like, like I said, I know she was a bit um, action-packed in the first one, but she was more taking taking a lead in in like Empire and Return of the Jedi, especially when she starts going on the missions, and you didn't really see females um, in sci-fi and. Mm-hmm in like that, that type of roles doing that type of thing. She wasn't just the damsel in distress as she was originally in the first Star Wars when, when they sent uh, like Luke and uh, Han to go and save, save her. Like, as I said, with the message, they saved me Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. 
I don't think the same Princess Leia in the later films would have sent that message. <laughs> no, I, I do like a laid back attitude though when Luke walks in and she's like, you're a bit short to be a stormtrooper. Like, <laughs> is this the best you could send? Like, I could have done this myself. Like, she wasn't scared to take a gun out of someone's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't, and she was never like, I don't want to get into a hostile situation straight away, <laughs> but the way that Leia's wrote and the way that Rhea's wrote are completely too different mm-hmm. people yeah. like Leia didn't need Leia could if Leia was in the situation that Rhea was in the beginning of Star Wars where she's running and she's like don't hold my hand and nee, nee, nee. Mm-hmm. I don't Leia wouldn't have done that she would have just pulled the hand away without saying anything mm-hmm. yeah it would have been attitude in the face and there was so many things that were missing from Rhea's character that mm-hmm. they could have quite easily taken from Carrie's uh, like in Leia's and put it into her I think mm-hmm. the different the big difference is uh Leia knew who she was Rhea mm-hmm. didn't that, point. I, that was never like I say that, that was I think lost a little bit in the in the new phones that Rhea was always searching and looking to find out who she was and finding the place and things. Mm. Princess Leia, like as I said, the title stands itself, Princess Leia. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly Rhea, uh, uh, sorry. Rhea was always like fighting for her place. She was mm-hmm. always fighting to be seen and mm-hmm. because of like she came well, she didn't know where she came from, she was always no. fighting. Mm-hmm. to be noticed whereas Leia was a princess so she didn't necessarily have to do that mm-hmm. I think that was probably the biggest difference between them yeah, yeah. I just mm-hmm. I, I just sometimes wish that they'd put in some of the attitude that they had with Leia into Rhea because mm-hmm. there is some bits that really annoy the pants out and I want to love her I really do yeah but she does get on my nerves a little bit <laughs> to be fair though I think I think the the prequels fall short in a lot of different areas not just with like the rear characters that didn't give the all the characters its fair due it was kind of like in a hurry to get in a place where it, it never really got us and yeah. it, it, I don't think any of the characters got fleshed out or got given the care that probably that they did in the original trilogy and even in the prequels to a degree they, they, I think the prequels got more love Character-wise, and you know how I feel about the prequels, then than the other ones. But yeah, probably mine was uh, like say the princess. But if we're going back to other strong female characters, like from like that area, like probably um, not strong, but I would say um, that stood out was probably Marty's mom in Back to the Future as well. (laughs) How she was a bit of a badass and stuff like that, and and how she wanted a son and she was going to get a son in any which way she wanted. But uh, yes, why wouldn't her son? Yeah. See, I've got two. The obvious one, Charlotte is going to sit and giggle because she already knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, the obvious one is Ellen Ripley from yeah. the Alien Saga. Mm-hmm. Started off as timid and really just shy and, well, not mm-hmm. shy, but she was kind of fighting for a place at the table in a mm-hmm. man's world, essentially. Mm-hmm. It was like if you watch the original Alien Saga, it was always the men that were making the call. The yeah. women were pushed out. And her entire thing, and I absolutely adore it. It was literally a case of, there's a hostile alien on the ship. We've never seen it before. It's killing everyone. The men are dying. Grab the cat. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of fucking fantastic. Yeah. Loved it. But the fair, one, Jonesy was adorable. You could not was, have left Jonesy was, behind. <laughs> the one that stood out for me more than Ellen Ripley mm-hmm. and really made me think, absolute badass. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Sarah Connor Terminator 2. Yeah. 
that's the yes. one that stood that's out for me the, more than anything. She was, uh, I like my strong female characters when I was a kid, when I was growing up, I did like them. But the mm. one that stood out for me most was Sarah Connor. She went from the first film being mm. just scared and running for her life. In the mm. second film, she was just an absolute machine. Didn't give a fuck. As long as her son survived, that was mm-hmm. it. She was going to kill anyone that got yeah. in her way. Mm-hmm. And they're stuck in a mental institute. And did you <laughs> see the shape she was in for that? That yeah. back. The back. Unbelievable. Oh. I mean, you see her on the bed doing the pull-ups and stuff like that. And you only see her doing a couple. And people are like, oh, she's only done a couple. Do one. Pull-ups mm-hmm. are yeah. fucking solid. <laughs> Oh, to be fair, I, I, I put me back out getting out of a car, so I couldn't even <laughs> see them doing, doing shit like that these days. But, yeah. but Linda Hamilton, I mean, she, she's not a great actress. She's not. She got no. the part because she slept with James Cameron, essentially. She um, married to but, him, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, she cheat, uh, you cheat on Gaylon Heard with her. Um, but she she took the role and she made it her own. Yeah. And she, I don't think anyone, um, for the time it was done, could have done it. Mm-hmm. There was. There's been other Sarah Connors since then. Yeah. And while I love Lena Headey, she's mm-hmm. not as good. No, but I think the the point as well. What 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 makes it such a, a standout performance is because you've got like say Arnie, who at the time was the biggest actor, especially in yeah. action, and she held her own with Arnie. She every when she was on the screen, you weren't focusing on Arnie. You were focusing on Linda Hamilton. Same as and, Robert Patrick. Yeah, and like say she made like. Term, Terminator 1 is an Arnie film. Yeah. I argue that Terminator 2 is a Linda Hamilton film. I'd, I'd say it's a Robert Patrick film because it, <laughs> it launched him, but I'd say Linda Hamilton stole the show. Yeah. Because uh, she was great. Even the um, the part where uh, the T-1000's imitating her, tell us where John is, call for John, and puts the finger through her shoulder. Mm-hmm. That, that's her twin. Like, that's a yeah. twin sister. Yeah. It was really clever how they done it. It was, it was uh, so clever. The stitch up where they use the mirror, yeah. and the twin sister on the other side, and it's like, ah, oh, like you can't get better practical effects than a twin, can you? You can't. <laughs> and that, that goes to show how good Arnie, like Arnie, was for that. Yeah. Because his face was exactly the same both sides. Like mm-hmm. he just he was class. It, it's so clever. But mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton for me, um, she was the ultimate badass when I was growing up. Like it wasn't a case of oh she's mint, I've got a crush on her. She was just absolutely badass she yeah. didn't care i watched terminator 2 for her mm-hmm. over all the other action films that were out at the time and yeah. she just she's, just pure, she's just pure strength yeah I probably in didn't every come, sense yeah, yeah like aliens and like terminator i probably didn't come to till like my teenage years and stuff was like, like i know my parents were quite liberal with certain films and stuff but they, they didn't watch let us watch them ones till i was a yeah. bit older so um like, I, I don't think I would have got them as much. My parents would have been happy if I watched something other than Ghostbusters, so I don't <laughs> think they really cared. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put anything on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Charlotte, what about you? Um, mine's, well, so mine I've mentioned before on the Disney one um, mm-hmm. for other reasons, but I was a Disney kid growing up. I wanted to be a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. You um, are a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> and... Mulan for me. Wow. Yeah. Was, she was the first one that didn't need a prince to save her. She was the mm-hmm. first one that mm-hmm. she went out and fought. She saved her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she broke the mold a bit when it came to Disney princesses at the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, because as I, I said before, probably, be- yeah, before I she came al- mm-hmm. came along as well, sorry, was it was like Snow White. 
Look, My Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. uh, even Beauty of the Beast to a degree was relying on. She was a, the first Asian to... princess as well. Yeah. It was, it's, it she was, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this. she was she was a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I, that one stands out because I don't think I was. I think I must have been like, like eight or nine when that one came out, so I wasn't mm-hmm. very old. So it was the first time like I thought, ah, you can be more than just a princess in a film, sort yeah. of thing. There was representation <laughs> there for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm going to cry at some point. I know I am. I really am. Mine is so so weird, but it's Sally Field. And it's Sally Field from Steel Magnolias. Uh, We've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's, 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 throughout the whole film, Sally is just, she's a, she's just a constant um, in not just our beliefs, but in everything about her like she when julia roberts is having a fit because she's she's losing her shit over her head but at the same time she's she's diabetic uh blood sugar levels are going like through the roof and she's just so calm and she's so collective and she's so real with the situation and then that speech at the end um where she describes how like she could run to texas and back but her daughter never could mm-hmm. And she now will never be able. It was just she's just pure strength as a woman, as a mother, as a you know, as a family member. She was just, I just loved her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just get so much positive energy from her for someone who went through such a shit time. Yeah, because she was always putting others before herself. Always, I just so loved that, her. No, so was that one of your first ones as well? Because like Steel Magnolias is a quite a complex. Like, like I, I know I've not seen it, but I've read about it after we talked and stuff. I'm going to put this up. Yeah, complex... it's probably it is probably one of the first ones because I wrote a whole article about this at one point. I really didn't see women as a, a tower of inspiration growing up. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a man's world. I grew up with, you know, I was very much into boy stuff. I still mm-hmm. am, um, but I was very much into boy stuff. So looking at females, it just yeah. it what it, it just didn't. I, I didn't resonate with it, and mm-hmm. I wrote a whole article about how I wish I could have looked at Princess Leia the way that I look at her now, yeah. because maybe I would have made different decisions. Maybe I would have like been a, a different person. I don't know, like because I'm not. I'm. I'm I don't have the greatest confidence in the world as much as I can talk bullshit on here. I really am quite like, I I don't like confrontation. Really don't like confrontation. I will literally go and hide, put my fingers in my ears and just forget it's happening. Um, But maybe if I I looked up to females more, I would have, I don't know. I could have, I could, I might've been slightly different, but yeah, I grew up in a really male eccentric place. And so females weren't my, my thing. Which sounds really strange for a girl. <laughs> it really, no, not really, because as you said, where you grew up, like I, I know predominantly, like I know um, we've got all all four of us got different backgrounds and different like different areas we've grown up in. But like, say, I would say Sunderland, and like, say, especially like in the in the northeast, exactly, it is male oriented. Like, say, the women. Uh, again, not to be any geography, like say, or generalizing, women was meant to make tea, do the washing up, men go to work at the, either the shipyards, the pits, yeah. that was like the, and then go to the football, go over to the pub, and come in, and that that was what we were brought up. That was my that's grandparents. The northeast. That, yeah. was, that was <laughs> my the, grandparents. It's essentially the northeast you just yeah, described that, there. <laughs> that was like my grandparents all the time. So, 
to try and break out of that mold as well, it, it, it takes a lot. And sometimes it, it like where we do these things, like, like and break into, like, say, the world of imagination, like mm-hmm. comics, TV show, it, it, it can inspire a little bit. And again, yeah. it, it's about anything that you, um, that you do get. But don't, don't, I, I would say, I wouldn't say that you, I know you're not, but it's not like there's anything wrong with you or anything like that. You you are confident. <laughs> you just you, you just probably don't see it like we do as well, though. That's the thing. Mm. So it's probably the same with me. It's probably the same with Kev. It's probably the same with Charlotte. Yeah, we all absolutely. have our insecurities. Yeah. But, like it's one of them things. It's like don't. I would again. It sounds like a TED talk now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like proper therapy. don't rely on them. Just I, like, say, on the positives as well oh absolutely um I do remember I do remember I've just had a, a bit of a flashback but I do remember when I was about eight year old and seeing Elvira for the first time Mistress of the Dark now I wasn't in like I am definitely inspired by her right now but mm. I just remember thinking growing up I want to be you so badly like so badly but I wasn't I wasn't taken in by her I don't I no. don't get what I get from her now yeah, I think with Elvira as well, she was a very ahead of her time. Oh, very oh, ahead of her time. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Um, there is an amazing documentary on the making of um Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and oh, holy shit, did mm. she break boundaries like badly? Um, but yeah, I just I always remember singing her for the first time and like I want to be you. And then when I about a fifteen year old and started getting into me goth fears, which I never really <laughs> kind of got out of. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's just a pretend goth, really. It's, just, it's all it's all about that. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was 15. <laughs> um, but yeah, Elvira's, I just, I loved, I loved the aesthetic, but I didn't get the strength, not until yeah. later on. That's the That's, best way to describe it. Yeah, I think it's like, you see, it's one of them things you come in for the, like the, the poster but you don't realize the substance behind the picture as well yeah i think that's the best way to describe because oh. like i would say elvira was one of my first but it wasn't for the reasons that it is now when i saw her all i saw was tits and like was it amazing especially as a teenage boy and again yeah. that's not what it was aimed at that no. was, but when she I've, like i've, I've got a similar thing with matilda like after i first got matilda right was when i was tiny and then when the movie came out I was like i wanted to be matilda because mm-hmm. she was magic yeah like when I look back at it now, like the way her family treat her, and she still she never mm-hmm. backs down. Like mm-hmm. she never, mm-hmm. she never treats them the same way they treat her. Mm-hmm. But she never gives up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's probably what I see now, as opposed to oh magic, I want to be able to yeah. move stuff with me mates. <laughs> oh no, I, I think everything any me element of media changes through time as, as you get older as well and as you said Matilda's a brilliant like thing because I think as a kid when you even when you read the book or watching it you don't see the bad you just see oh she's a little girl with magic powers yeah but you don't yeah. see the heartbreak behind it as well mm-hmm. and like and and the ending always like say it always brings me a, t- a tear to my eye now when I watch it when she gets the happy happy like the happy uh parent and the and they appreciate for just being the person that she is. And I think that's the message that comes from Matilda more than the actual, oh, she's got magic and she can make things move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that actually leads kind of nicely into the next bit of what makes a strong lead for you. What are you looking for, Kev? Hmm. <laughs> um, 
for me, I'm looking for something I can relate to. Um, obviously, as a male, I, I'm being honest with you, it, it is hard to identify something within a female mm-hmm. um, that I can relate to, um, like on screen, because as we said before we started, men do not write women very well. Mm-hmm. Like they don't write women characters very well, and they don't. It's really hard for a bloke to identify with someone that's been written by another bloke as a different gender. And mm-hmm. you get the problem with, uh, like I've seen Wonder Woman 84, females can't write females either. <laughs> um, it, so it, so it can't be a bit of a problem because you've got to find the happy medium. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't care about the sex appeal. I genuinely couldn't give a toss about it. I'm not one of these people that has a crush on every single last that's on the cinema. Mm-hmm. Like, on the, on, like, in film, I, I don't give a toss about the sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that resonated with me the most is probably one that not many people would go with. Um, I look for strength. I look for physical strength, mental strength, mm-hmm. ability, mm-hmm. ability to hold their own against the men um, and something that I can relate to in it. Um, so mm-hmm. for that, because I grew up on army barracks all across the world the female character that resonates with me the most and that i can identify with the most is uh, demi moore gi jane right that woman took on the u.s military and just went you know what it is fuck you i'm doing this and she did not give up and she was forced enforced enforced and she did not snap mm-hmm. and to have that mental strength when you're going through that sort of thing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought, you know what it is. I'm not a fan of Demi Moore, but she is amazing. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she shaved her head, she mm-hmm. took on the role, she took on the persona, she took on the fitness. Uh, and yeah. The Navy Seal physical fitness is second to none. Like seriously, if you if you look it up, some of the training they do, it is second to none. It mm-hmm. is unbelievably difficult, and she went and done it. Mm-hmm. She's such a commitment as well yeah. um she's but that's she just she gets a lot of a lot of grief for some of the roles that she's taken yeah but mm-hmm. there's that one and saint elmo's fire yeah that girl was coming off drugs yeah yeah she was in rehab and still feel, and there's a the character's a druggie yeah. yeah and there's a scene where she's coming down she really is mm-hmm. coming down yeah. and yeah. rob law when he's talking to her half of it's improv because he needed to talk her down mm-hmm. and he was he was the one he stayed in that room with that it's all there on film mm-hmm. and i just thought you know what like she could it, it's it seems a bit harsh that the studio put her in that situation i mean she i think she thanked them in the end because mm-hmm. it did get her clean um but and she wanted to she wanted to show realism yeah. yeah. Um, and I just thought that was so brave. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have to do it. Yeah. I mean, she, didn't, she could have just walked away. I just I, thought it was a brave decision from her. I think she gets a lot of shit by it. She really liked that. I think with that one, um, it was a case of it wasn't so much the studio done that to her. She knew mm-hmm. what the job was going in. She signed yeah. her name. She decided yeah. to do it. Yeah. And that is a massive step. It's Massive. huge. It's like it's like you see these actors now, like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm walking away. What well, you've signed on the fucking dotted line. We're paying you for this. Fucking do it. It's a job. Yeah. And Demi I Moore think, understood that. And yeah, yeah, I think she was with great. Demi Moore as well. She gets a lot of flack. I think after like watching something quite recently, the uh, the thing on Disney Plus with Pam and Tommy, mm-hmm. and the way that Pam Anderson got trekked. I know, oh. like this story is just a fictional. It, it's a it's a truth, but it's not the actual story. It's based on the Rolling yeah. Stones it's article that really uh, close came to out. The nose on it. Um, but the way that I think Pam Anderson was trekked, I think that goes a little bit away 
to the same as Demi Moore as well. Yeah. Because some of the roles that Demi Moore did was a bit more riskier. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I'd say I'm trying to term this right, there was a lot of slut shaming. Yeah. Um, so actresses who did have good roles didn't get as much credit if they had like previous roles like I think she did uh what was it striptease disclosure um so she had nude scenes essentially yeah basically yeah good men in that film is fucking amazing exactly so people don't remember for that that's the problem that's true I had to really think their mind Mm. they had to really go into the the bank and think what else has she been in yeah I think that shows you how much how far things have come as well though because when you look at when you look at actresses now I mean Amelia Clark Mm-hmm. Name a Game of Thrones episode where she wasn't at least topless. Um, later on, she got into the clothes that she, uh, she could pick or choose when she was. I think it was in the first two seasons where the, like she yeah. mm-hmm. did it a lot, and then uh, yeah. I, think and I mean, look at the roles she, she's she's mm-hmm. been given since then. Yeah, yeah. she was in Solo. She's mm-hmm. she's oh, it, so it hasn't so been a hindrance to her. No. Whereas 10, 20 years ago, it would have been. been. Would yeah. it be? No, you're absolutely right. It's it's going back to the Pam and Tommy sex tape thing. Like Pamela yeah. Anderson, everyone was like, it's ruined her career. She mm-hmm. didn't really have much of a career before that, in all fairness. No. Um, her, her entire persona was fantastic, but the roles that she were getting, mm-hmm. they were terrible for her. They were awful. Like oh. you had Bob Wire, you had Snapdragon, mm-hmm. and How the sex tape didn't help that. I know, yeah. but it, was it, it didn't kill her career. She just she didn't have one to start with, it which was... is a shame because she's a good person. It was entirely about exploiting how she looked, not yeah. exploiting yeah. her talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And this is this is part of the reason why I won't watch the rest of the series because I didn't realize until maybe the third episode came out that she's she is not on board with this. This is completely exploiting her mm-hmm. all over again, and yeah. I just can't watch the end of it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I feel awful. Oh, Him, yeah. on the other hand, he's wrote in his book. He's done interviews yeah. on it. He's been fully because. Mm-hmm. That's he's Tommy Lee. Sex god. Yeah, because he's made money off it. Yeah, yeah, that's his persona. That's yeah. not hers. But yeah. at the same time, it's the double standard again, mm-hmm. because people aren't shaming him for it. When it came no. out, people weren't shaming him for it. No, they were mm-hmm. congratulating him. Yeah, what a exactly. stud. Yeah. Again, again, not because I know we're supposed to be talking about bigger up, up women as well. But if like certain actresses did the same stuff at the t- same time as like say Demi Moore did, mm-hmm. would they be still talked in the same way? Like, like say, for example, if Julia Roberts went full uh, nude in Pretty Woman instead of just like say the, the hints and like the teasers. Would she still be getting the same acclaim? But it just makes you think that that's 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 a big issue with uh, I would say because because the the movie and even TV well, TV shows are getting better now, uh, yeah. especially with my favorite genera- generation as well. And I hate to say it, the eighties exploited women. No end. It was it wasn't yeah. about what they could do. It was about what they looked like. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question that you you mentioned about um, women that like say what you look for is as you said it is powerful performances. Um, having personality, not just being in the role, just for what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, we are seeing it more now than we were before. But like I said, some one of my favorite female actresses, and like I said, and probably some of the roles that she was given back in the day was probably because of her looks, because she was the ultimate blonde, beautiful uh, lady was Scully Horn. And, but she made every role stand out. And it wasn't just, oh, look at me, I'm beautiful. She had time and she had 
presence. And it, even if you look to, like, say, one of the later roles, um, Death Becomes Her, yeah, is she, brilliant. her and Mel Streep, um, I did get the right one this time, didn't you I? Because did. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting the white hair and going close, but um, her and Mel Streep, absolutely, just because, um, because they look fantastic, but it's not that there. It's the performances, yeah, and that is one of my at. all-time female, like, like strong female performance. Death becomes her is That's always what I up there. You. For yep. that reason, because yep. I absolutely love the chemistry between the two of them is, mm. you know, perfect. Mm-hmm. They're not scared to get ugly, mm-hmm. not just yes. with their looks, but with, attitude with their behavior. attitude <laughs> of her. Um, they, they'll do they, they do and say things like every mm-hmm. woman's probably done and said before, like we, we are a bunch of bitches when we want to be. Like we're not perfect. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> But <laughs> not wrong. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but yeah, they just. I love. I've had to watch it today. I just love them too. It's mine and my sister's mm-hmm. favorite. Like as a as a the duo as me and her is like our favorite film ever. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love it. There's one thing I love about that film more than anything. At any one point during that film, because let's face it, they are strong, confident, and they are powerful presences on screen mm-hmm. yeah. at no point in, in that film did Bruce Willis look comfortable he was <laughs> uncomfortable and out of his depth all the way through it it was so it was brilliant <laughs> it's nice to say that though because yeah. like Bruce Willis is like at the time he's the he's action Bruce star Willis. I heard mm-hmm. he's the action star he's like he's, he was he was really I'm not saying he's not now but he's aged yeah. um, he but he was really good. yeah he was he was a sex symbol and then to like really drape it down mm-hmm. and you're right he looks so uncomfortable throughout the whole thing. I love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that for me though kind of shows the contrast in it because like that that film mm-hmm. as brilliant as it is it shows how much pressure mm-hmm. is on women yeah. like to grow older gracefully and still yeah. look and they don't still look to. 20 when they're 40 Mm-hmm. Well, that's all. That's I, Meryl all over. That's her character all over, isn't it? She doesn't want to age. Mm-hmm, exactly. And if Helen Meryl can do it naturally, just let yourselves go. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Helen I think Goldie, she's yeah. done it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Bruce Bruce Willis looking so un Bruce Willis in that film, mm-hmm. yeah, was that men don't have that as much pressure on them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he, he went from this glorified, um, like plastic surgeon, like he, you know, he was at the height mm-hmm. of his career to then working in a mortuary. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't care. And, and they literally, they literally became the undead to avoid <laughs> aging. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I would do it. I'm so, sorry. Uh, I'm I love the end scene as well when the old spray came canned up and just solid and, and the fall down the stairs and everything snaps. It, oh, it's, I, it's I, just, I always say it like wait just before the end and I'll go just says Stan Thurley Justin, do you remember where you parked the car? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at us and then all of a sudden Goldie Hall says it. Um, but what was I going to say? Also, also not just them two, you've got the absolutely beautiful Isabella Rossellini. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that woman is divine. Um, even now, like, wow, mm-hmm. she is beautiful. I always ask Michaela, who do you, 
out of the two like out of the out of the cast who do you represent yourself with in death becomes her mm-hmm. and i always think she's going to cut with madeline because like that's how else <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it's probably more me than her but um yeah. i just love how goldie horn looks in that film but now she'll always say isabella rossellini yeah. is lisa lisa I, it does make us sad as well though uh, as you said when you've been thinking about like strong female characters in films and tv shows it, it wasn't as easy to look back at as it should have been if that no, makes sense um like yeah. i think like especially like say if i'm going back to like my favorite films and my favorite t- times the only like the, the big ones i can remember like i say is, is probably nine to five with uh dolly parton okay, in and no, stuff no, like that. but uh again women being kind of exploited in a way but like say getting them getting the one back on the man and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but like say what a powerhouse as well if we're going to name like women yeah, that's stood there and been there dolly the parton is is one of the up there's just I, I know um she's been on that level uh she's literally done everything that that can be done she's got a, a theme park named after for god's sake yeah she had a um you know the medieval times in florida yeah mm-hmm. where she had her own called dixie dolly dolly's dixie Day Parade, and I went there for my 23rd birthday, and it was one of the most magical days I have ever had. <laughs> Nothing, but I am a huge Dolly Parton fan. She's, and I, uh, she's just class. fantastic. She's just wrote a book with James Patterson. I, I want should. to read that one. I yeah. want to read that. Mm. Not um, one else, still out in hardback. That mm-hmm. woman is just not just in like the roles that she took wasn't like she's really still Magnolias again. Yeah, there's Trudy, she's so good in that. Um, mm-hmm. she's just the best friend, like mm-hmm. she's she's got our girls back, like regardless. Um, but then you know, she's it's not just the roles she takes, it's a life as well, yeah, and what she does. And oh, I love her. Love oh, no, her. and again, I know we always try and stay away from like political stuff in the group, but I don't mind bringing stuff up when we're talking like this. and I was so impressed with her oh. during this whole pandemic, her stance and like coming out when most people were, were scared to see anything. And she was telling people to get vaccinated and just having an opinion on it as well, where yeah. most people she, wouldn't. And she did. That actually like, spoke so much volumes to me as well. She also put so much of our own money mm-hmm. into the vaccines as well yeah. in order to help to do her part. Like, she have to do that. Dolly for me was fantastic, but there's one woman that will always be Dolly, always. Mm-hmm. The late, the great Betty White. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, am I actually thought she was going to be immortal, immortal oh. at one point. So. Oh, she, I thought she was the Highlander. <laughs> she, yeah, I am on a Golden Girls trade at the moment. I do it every year. I watch mm-hmm. the whole series, like the whole series. Um, I love Betty and I love mm-hmm. Rose. Like she's just adorable. She's so she's not stupid. I don't want to use the word stupid. She's just she's so naive. Like yeah. she's lived in such a bubble. Like, did you know that Rose's character had sex with her husband every morning and every night for the whole entire time of their marriage? Because that's what she thought the world did. Right. <laughs> That's that's how Rose functioned. But my favorite oh. golden girl and my favorite person at the moment is B. Arthur. Right. You want to talk about a powerhouse? Mm-hmm. Beatrice Arthur is up there. Yeah, she is amazing. That voice, I'm. I would quite happily smoke sixty a day just to get that voice. <laughs> Love it. Maggie Smith. Oh, Maggie gosh. Smith. What? Maggie Smith. <laughs> What a powerhouse. My 
my first memory of Maggie Smith was being terrified of her in the secret, secret garden. garden. <laughs> secret garden. <laughs> She's awful in that film. She's horrible. She's terrifying. Mm. But you can say that she would always have that inner type thing that she would be absolutely terrifying in any uh, any which way. But um, I. I, I, I'm quite interested in, like, say what Sam was saying about, like, say the Golden Girls as well. Um, oh, sorry to was, was it jump in a little bit. It was definitely the sex. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I just honestly, I, 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 I couldn't if believe point, it. If, 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 if that sex tape gets released, I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it. But, um, <laughs> but um, like I said, in TV shows as well. Um, if we're going to like talk about like strong mm-hmm. females in, like, say in that type of um, like genre as well, I think the Golden Girls would be up there and again I hate to say it because of her political beliefs now but Roseanne like what yeah. a powerhouse of a TV show that was at that, that time was... and that character uh, the matriarch of a family uh, shown, like I think it was quite form. like um, like quintessential America like how I got yeah. all my like what I wanted to be in America from that show mm-hmm. um, we're still like that though you can separate who they are as a person oh, no, yes. 100%, 100% and you have to with that because it's really hard to mm-hmm. take away what she brought to that show originally yeah. um, but if we could just go to Golden Girls that was it's so groundbreaking like it's mm-hmm. so re- if you watch it, it is so relevant today as it mm-hmm. was back then. It was so ahead of its time, and these women had. Um, you don't find any jokes that are racist, homophobic. You no. don't find any jokes of the time because do you know what? These ladies were activists. Mm-hmm. They were all activists within the AIDS community. They were all activists in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, where well, what Estelle Getty wouldn't even say in any jokes that about any race whatsoever it was in a contract so then mm-hmm. when the other girls found out they all put it in their contracts mm-hmm. you will not find anything in there that will diminish any i don't even know if i said the right word there but you know mm-hmm. hurt, no, no, any, yeah, hurt anybody else mm-hmm. because that's not the women they were and they were not going to be written mm-hmm. for as somebody else yeah the, the, it's fantastic I honestly it's on Disney Plus it, it's not a case of oh it hasn't aged well it's aged perfectly I oh, know the goal, like I said one of them things I think it's it used to be on Channel 4 every day mm-hmm. I think it's uh, like one of them that's not circulating now but I think they've released the DVD box set and I know it exploded again when Disney Plus brought it back mm-hmm. um, I'm so pleased I want um, everyone to watch it because it is just it's it's funny like mm-hmm. I crack myself up on a night time watching it oh. he cracks himself up watching it mm-hmm. laughing I crack myself <laughs> up laughing i could see your face <laughs> um no it's just it's so funny and it's so good and yeah. it like i say it just it res it still has points now mm-hmm. i know they did um they did a, a, a another series because b arthur left Mm-hmm. Um, but the other three, the other three girls continued on, and it was in a hotel. It was called like the Golden Hotel or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it only got one season. But there's one scene in there where, because you know, uh, Blanche is a Southern Belle, very mm-hmm. much a Southern Belle. Oh, um, I, I had the biggest crush on Blanche. Like, see, I, 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 I shouldn't have at the age I was, but I, like, see, for some reason, I fancied the pants off her. But hey, oh, who doesn't? <laughs> she was uh, that walk that that woman's got is amazing, and she kept mm-hmm. that going through all them seasons. Um, but there's a scene where she's hanging a Confederate flag with pride. 
Mm-hmm. And John Cheadle, I don't know if you've seen it. It's been circulating recently, the clip again. And But John Cheadle works in the hotel, a very young John Cheadle. Yeah. And he has to explain to um, Blanche why that flag is so offensive. Because Blanche, to her... It's just it's just from where she's from. She sees no malice in it. Like mm-hmm. she's so naive to, but it's not in a nasty way, and it's not yeah. in a, like it's not ignorance. It's just Rose is a, like not Rose Blanche is a, is is the older lady, and she's yeah. you know she's not in with mm-hmm. what what things are happening. She keeps herself in our own bubble, and he has to explain to her what that flag means to him. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene is done so perfectly. But again, mm-hmm. that's from the late eighties, early nineties. It's still happening today. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's scary. Uh, oh, sorry, I let you go, Paul. No, no, I'd, I'd say, I was just going to say it's scary that it is still happening. Mm-hmm. It is. There's, um, if we're going on TV shows, there's uh, there's one that I think deserves a mention, and she is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If we're looking at TV shows, especially from the 90s, going mm-hmm. to Fraser, Ross. Yes, Ross. The, the woman mm-hmm. told. I mean, Fraser's the name of the show. It's all about Kelsey Grammer. It's all about mm-hmm. Fraser. And Ross is like, nah, shut up. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. care. That's her boss. Nah, shut up. But they're still really good friends. She's mm. She's got a sexual identity. She plays yes. into it. She yeah. rolls with it. She rolls with the jokes. But at the same time, mm. she's got a serious side to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, you know, yeah, I've slept with this many blokes. I've had this many bad dates. So what? I'm trying mm-hmm. to do what makes me happy and find mm. what makes me happy. I'm finding myself. Yeah, I think it was one of the shows that broadcast like a modern woman, like yeah. working hard. So all unapologetic. Yeah. Unapologetic she was being a herself. Mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I was about to say. When and when she had the uh, the brought in having the kid, mm-hmm. even uh, it never changed her attitude. And yeah. I love that about her, like saying that aspect. But I think Fraser, like say, especially right, especially if you go back to Fraser and Cheers, a lot of the women wrote in Cheers were done thing. I know Diane. Um, Carla was, was class. Carla was, was Carla was amazing. She was but a even, powerhouse. But even um, like say uh, Lilith, the most terrifying yeah. woman you'll ever oh, see in TV shows. My, she was just an Android. <laughs> <laughs> she really was. My mum calls me Lilith because my um, my first name is Lilith. Passport photograph. I'm like totally gossed up, <laughs> 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 and I just got called Lilith for so no. long. <laughs> but even um, like when Lilith came into Fraser and stuff. It wasn't just the one note that we got from Cheers to give her different dimensions. To, mm. Like, yep. say, it's when she had a little fling with Niles and stuff like that. And um, it was showing women not just as being effeminate, but being powerful. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, and Carla. even the, but then flipping it for the men, yeah. showing the men as effeminate. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And yeah. like, say, I absolutely adore Daphne as well. Just for the oh, big she's fantastic. Um, just so cute. Being. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> all, all, the, all the women in it had careers as well. Yeah. Like yeah. they weren't just stay at home. They weren't, they had mm-hmm. careers, they had lives, like mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. lives. Like, yeah. The thing <laughs> I loved most about that show mm-hmm. and about the female characters is the male characters were exactly the same. They all had failed relationships, one after another, failed marriages, bouncing Mm -hmm. from one person to another, trying to find what made them happy. And for me, having having the female characters on the same level as the male characters, and Mm -hmm. there was only one male character on that show that was level throughout the entire thing, Mm -hmm. was Marty, because he knew what he wanted. But he was the old man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to have the female characters and the male characters on par at the mm-hmm. time was unheard of on TV. They flipped, they flipped like 
Niles and Daphne's relationship they flipped because it was Niles mm. following Daphne around mm-hmm. rather yeah. than like rather than Daphne following Niles around, which yep. isn't oh, normally know. what but, you get. But I love David Hyde Pierce. He's just oh. he's such a nice guy. Fantastic. Yeah. But I one of the things that did as well that I think not many TV shows would have been brave enough to do. Uh, when when Daphne's uh, real, uh, I can't remember her name, sorry. When she got pregnant in real life, they didn't do a pregnancy story. They yeah. did a story about her putting on weight and yeah. how Niles viewed her and was putting the pressure on her and stuff. So instead of just doing the, the obligatory, oh, my character's uh, from here. pregnant and stuff, they made it into a storyline and made it so like what what most women do go through about yeah. like the changes of the body as they get older and it was done so well and like mm-hmm. say, i think fraser is one of the best raw tv shows ever like ever like full stop especially with characters wise and but... yeah my family would agree with you on that one i was never a big fan well especially considering you look at kelsey Grammer in real life he's oh, a gosh, fucking yeah. prick really you look is. at him on fraser he's a prick on fraser but yeah. he's relatable yeah mm-hmm. It, it yeah. just goes to show why he's an absolute prick. He's mm-hmm. such a good actor. Yeah. Don't say that. You say Joe Bobby will come after you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to say that. I'm trying to say that Kev's Bart Simpson now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just hide fifty rakes outside. We'll be fine. We'll hear him coming a mile off. <laughs> yeah. Eat my shorts. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say as well. Um, I know someone has already mentioned in the chat, but the, the one of the biggest serial killers ever in TV history, Angela Lansbury. Um, oh, Murder yeah. She, she Rule. Angela Absolutely Lansbury, female legend. icon in, in just not Amazing. TV and film. But I can see how many seasons or how many episodes of Murder She Wrote did, did she get away with killing people, for God's sake? Also, <laughs> she pretty much launched Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah. So win win. <laughs> Between her and Dick Van Dyke and Diagnosis Murder, I couldn't tell you who was the best because she was <laughs> class. <laughs> it, it was sick day from school TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sick yeah, running, it'll, Anna. It'll, mm. be a, it'll be a sad day when Angela Lansbury goes. It really oh, I'll be will. good. I was nearly crying with Betty don't, White. Don't jinx it. Don't even mention it. <laughs> I'll try there's, not to. There's very few, I think there's very few actresses around now that will have the longevity that Betty White, I mean, not like, Age-wise, I mean, careers yeah. that Betty White yeah. had, that Maggie Smith had, that Angela Lansbury's had. And I think that's one of the signs of a really, really strong female Absolutely. actress who knows what she's doing. I they know what say, choices to make. I wouldn't say those names were actresses. I'd say they were institutions. Yeah, you've Because you mention right. those names and you can associate them with mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. They're institutions. Yeah. It's the same way. I mean, I don't like him. I think he's crap. But Michael Caine's not an actor. He's an institution. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're absolutely right. But, um... But like as I said, going back to Betty Betty White, the career she's had, like she's been in horror films like Lake Placid. Yeah. Um, she was cameoed in like loads of TV shows. She was amazing in Community, where she played a professor about yeah. um, uh, animal. I, I can't pronounce it now, but it was about human behaviour. And she ends up throwing a bottle of own piss in someone's face. <laughs> she's managed to in the time because she's been she. I've read a lot about Betty White over the last few months. Um, she didn't mm-hmm. want children. She wanted a mm-hmm. career. Yeah. And she got it. Um, and she was, I think she was, she was mid-card to start with because she used to do like a lot of TV, but but then as yeah. Golden Girls came in, she kind of like got into her own and she never stopped from then onwards. And everything she touched, touched a gold. There was also Nothing. the Betty White show as well. Yeah. 
I I love that she didn't want kids. She wanted a career, mm-hmm. and she would. She never let anybody made make her feel no. bad about that. She never no. ma- let anyone make her feel like she was doing something wrong. No. She knew what she wanted, and it wasn't what society expected. Not at the her. time. Not at the mm-hmm. time. Think of the time that she was in. Yeah, that's not what what people would have been looking at. That, you know, that, you that's get what married, I mean, like, you have kids, but yeah, that, that's not. That's her. what I mean. She, she never let anybody shame her for it. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. not at all. She um she made this look. She was married twice. Um, first husband, I think, just ended divorce, and I think that was just they, they got married very young, mm-hmm. and there were more friends than anything else. But her second husband was game show host, um, and he died like in the eighties. Never remarried. Mm-hmm. She no nineties maybe died, but she never remarried. Absolutely, still to the day she died, loved that man so much. And I remember watching um the inside the actor studio and one of the last questions he asks is if they you know the gate if if heaven exists and you walk up to the gate you know the pearly gates and you're at you see you know you're just about to welcome what would you like to hear as you walk through them gates and she says oh is it hello betty al's waiting for you Oh. isn't it so sweet <laughs> I just love the woman and I, again it's another thing appreciating someone when they're gone I did the same with Carrie Fisher like just yeah. found this whole new level of appreciation but I did it too late yeah but, but I think with Carrie Fisher as well it was such a shame because she was always the, the stigma of being Star Wars but like if you think some of the other roles she was in, like she was absolutely fantastic in the Blues Brothers. Um, oh yeah, yes. like, like I say, amazing in like I say she was the, the grounding figure in in the Burbs as well. Um, so I think I made Charlotte sure watch it. Yeah, finally, <laughs> yay! But uh, she'd never quite got the like say the recognition until like I say the fandom did take off. But um, what I was going to ask is as well because I know like well I know it is like I say user in the show but I've always wanted I wanted to ask as well how do you feel like female characters are being used today because I know there's a lot of pressure on them as well but I think in some areas in my opinion some areas it's done well mm-hmm. but then sometimes it it's 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 not and it's almost like it feels going like it, it's not not going backwards but kind of forced in ways yeah where it's just like we'll have to do it this way because of that rather yeah. than rather than a reason for it, if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes total sense. Um, oh, gosh. I have a list of names of people mm-hmm. I want, of characters I want to make sure I get in there. And I think this one fits this bit perfectly. Um, Katniss Everdeen mm-hmm. from The Hunger Games. Yeah. There's nothing forced about that girl. Yeah. There's nothing. Her hand is not forced. Her mm-hmm. motivations aren't. She... Um, she just she's a tower of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just written so well. I can't mm-hmm. speak highly of how well she was written, but I could see in the wrong hands, mm-hmm. like Star Wars. I'm sorry, I really don't like how Ray was written in Star Wars. <laughs> I really don't. I but, have such a problem with it. Yeah, but then on the flip side as well, um, like so if you talk about like the the prequels but then we've got the Mandalorian and that like the crescendo <clears throat> of season two where you didn't even realize it was happening and yeah. you had this force of women that were taking over a staff fleet mm-hmm. destroyer um and like I said they weren't for the background they were the ones kicking ass moving mm-hmm. through and like I say 
so powerful and so well done that you didn't even notice it till you no. went. It's not smacked in your face. Look at women, no. women, women. Look at the women. And yeah. it's that scene in Avengers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Front and centre. They, they, they do it twice. Yeah. They do it in Endgame. They do, mm. it, in, they do it in Infinity Wars. Infinity. Yeah. And, oh, and my God, let's just smack you in the face with it. It's not yeah. written very well. Oh, I understand that's... what they were trying to do. That's but... why I absolutely loved The Mandalorian, because you had Bo-Katan coming. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. kicked fucking ass in didn't a helmet? Just, yeah. yeah. Didn't need to see her. Didn't need to say, "Oh, she's beautiful." Here's yeah. a helmet. Kick his teeth in. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fantastic. Like I say, that the fight between Boba Fett and Sasha Banks's character in the bar was just absolutely like so short, but like punching. Like I know, like I say, we have got more Boba Fett, but the fact that you they got a female character to hold their own with Boba Fett. Yeah. 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 But then you've got Ming-Na Wen. I mean, cool. <laughs> that woman is unbelievable. She is fantastic. She's strong as hell. Mm-hmm. She can kick ass. The most important thing about her, in my eyes, though, is the intelligence level. She yeah. is yeah. phenomenally smart. Yeah. And she's, she's so Milan. happy. She's Milan. <laughs> she's Milan. <laughs> she is so happy. Did you see her when she got the little pop figure? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How happy and geeked up did she get there? It was Beautiful. Did you not see her when she saw her first billboard yeah. Boba Fett? And her she had to go and drive out to go and see it and take a photograph of it because for her mm-hmm. that's not that doesn't happen. Yeah. Even yeah. in Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. she wasn't dom- predominantly featured, and she was the main reason I watched it. Yeah. And I put up with it. Mm-hmm. Michelle Dior was well. Oh, oh. Ha, ha. Amazing. <laughs> on the Mandalorian though, like Rosario Dawson, mm. really good. Not just the Mandalorian, like the character, mm-hmm. the roles she's taken in the last ten years, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. have been all strong female mm-hmm. characters. I mean, yeah. I, I still blame Nurse whatever she's called in Daredevil and that night for nurse. all of their problems. She because... wasn't, uh, they took Night Nurse off her though. She wasn't actually Night Nurse. It's same character essentially. Yeah, though. it essentially yeah. was, it just yeah. Didn't have it, the right it's to all her it. fault. Everything's going fine until they meet her and then it all goes to hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> they've given it the, the, uh, the last, what's it called, out of um, Doctor Strange, Kate, oh, yeah. because she's going to be getting the Night Nurse character. Yeah. That's why they, they took yeah. it away from her because she originally was. But Rosie Dawson's been Amazing in everything that she's been like. Yeah. like if you look, want like a stand-up, even in Clerks too. She was the oh, most powerful person in Clerks too. Um, oh, the voice work she's done, she's done so many, so much yeah, she's animation. Woman. She's been Wonder Woman. Girl. She's been Batgirl. She's yeah, yeah. But my favorite, it'll always be Abernathy from Death Proof. My favorite Rosario Dawson character. That kick she does at the end to Kurt Russell's face mm-hmm. is everything. <laughs> and again. There's another film with not just four fe- strong female characters, and you've got eight because you've got four from the first one, first part, and then you've got four from the second one. Mm-hmm. The first one, you see confidence. Mm-hmm. The second one, you see pure strength. Yeah, and that's what them ladies do because two of them are stunt doubles who don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> no, I feel like that, that last who was on the front of the car actually oh, did Zoe that Bell. as well. Yeah. yeah, she's well, she's um. She's Uma Thurman's stunt double in Kill Bill. Yeah. So what you're seeing stunt-wise, that is Zoe Bell. She's done majority of Tarantino's work. She was Xena. Mm. She was Xena the Warrior Princess as well. She was fantastic. I love Xena. 
I mm-hmm. don't think we can talk about strong female characters in movies without mentioning Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, King's, right. the King's Guard in Black yeah. Panther. The Demarge. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, yeah. I can't pronounce it. Yeah. They but are. No, yeah, like, like, and um, having, like, say, that, like, so proud as well though like, mm-hmm. like even the even the female characters they weren't side characters nah. like uh the sister uh, again i'm shuri. not gonna shuri, shuri. was absolutely shuri. amazing yeah. and um uh okoye okoye yeah. um, Michonne, what's Michonne's yeah. real name? Um, Denai Guerrera. Yeah. Um, like the line she says to her hus- husband or partner, way, she, like, will you choose the throne over me? She's like, yeah, I choose the throne. I choose mm-hmm. my job yeah. over you. It will always come first. Love Denai Guerrera. But Denai Guerrera is is just pure power. She, she's a yes. She is a powerhouse. The, from the second she came in The Walking Dead, she was an absolute powerhouse. Always she, has she, been. She she's really an is absolute monster. Once she gets going, like yeah. she's brilliant. Lupita Nyong'o guy, um, as is it Nikki? Um, the girlfriend. Yes, the, yeah. the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is phenomenal. I mean, she's a phenomenal mm-hmm. actress to start with, but she was absolutely phenomenal. And I'm so sad that we didn't get to see her in when they were in Wakanda in mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. That she wasn't there. I'm pretty sure yeah. she she held her own. She yeah. got amongst it at the end. Like, mm-hmm. can't see why she shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. Loved it. it. It depends what, like, say, what contractual and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, say, how many, how many roles they're going to have. But again, one of the roles that were missed out that, uh, for Rosie Dawson, that, like, say, I absolutely loved her in as well was Sin City. Yes. yes. And, Sin City. And, and, was it the mm-hmm. DM or something she played? Mm-hmm. A DM to, to kill for. Yes. Uh, that yeah. she was in. But again, I know uh, the Sin City films uh, get a lot of shit for how they portray women in, in uh, like, say that light, but it is the film noir style. But mm-hmm. I think she stands out for the right reasons in, in that film. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely, because she's just a powerhouse. She always mm-hmm. is. I don't think she would. I honestly can't see her taking a role where she's not. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame she's a prick as well. <laughs> Rosaria Dawson. Oh, did you not hear a fucking trance comments? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> we'll separate. What about the carriers? Not the. <laughs> we'll separate. We'll separate. It's, it's such a shame she's a prick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that's... it is. Because acting wise, she's fantastic. Like, um, I thought she was like when we watched uh, the Mandalorian. Charlotte knows my opinions on Rosario Dawson as an actress, uh, but when we saw her as a soaker, I was just like, oh, oh yes, <laughs> I lost yeah. my. Sh- it. I went mental. I was I, like, I didn't think we could get that brought into it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a push. And when I heard it was going to be her, I was like, Me too. Uh, yeah, she's me good too. at voice work. I prefer her voice work because her face just does me head in. But mm-hmm. when she when she came on screen like that, mm-hmm. oh my god, I lost my shit. I'm not she even going to deny it. She looked like she just stepped out of the Clone Wars. She yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I lost it, my absolutely shit. Absolutely terrifying. Like how brilliant it was. That scene mm-hmm. where the, it's just the two lightsabers across her face. <gasps> and you just see her eyes and like, holy hell. Ahsoka <laughs> is so special. Yeah. Um, as a character, she is in, incredible. She's probably the only reason we've stuck around with the Clone Wars because, oh my God, it's so political. Um, I, don't know if only... it's, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard she'd done her own stunts. Oh, she did. That's, she um, did. That's it for me, like the athletic ability and stuff like that, yeah. because it, it's really horrible in Hollywood. You get men as women stunt doubles, and oh, sometimes true. you can tell, like really mm-hmm. badly tell. Mm-hmm. I, I 
couldn't tell any difference with her at all. Mm-hmm. So either they got a stunt double that was absolutely fantastic, or right. she'd done her own stunts. Yeah. If if we're talking athletic ability, uh, one that I did want to mention was Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, so Halle Berry is yeah. she, she's not the greatest actress in the world. She's, she's not good. She she was brilliant in John Wick three. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. was she? Um, she absolutely brilliant in John Wick three. And the latest film she did about being an MMA fighter, she she trained for that. She did a lot of her own stunts. My biggest thing for Halle Berry is she is diabetic. Mm-hmm. To keep up that level of physicality mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you are diabetic yeah. is something else. It takes strength that not many people will understand. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I've yeah. seen you on your worst days. Mm-hmm. I've seen you on your best days. I've trained, I've fought, I've stepped in the cage. And to go through that, going through what you go through, mm-hmm. I mean, 90% of people need not step in the gym. So to do it as a diabetic, mm-hmm. that's that's huge. Yeah. Like it's a massive, massive step in commitment, especially when she was being trained by some of the best fighters in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a little bit more admiration there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, don't get us wrong, I've got no opinion on Halle Berry. I just, yeah. I'm not going to go out and watch a film because Halle Berry's in it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But John Wick 3, wow, what great. a transformation. Like, from what are the last thing I think I watched room was Gothica, so that is saying something. Yeah. Um, it's a film called The Call. The Call, oh, that was a Stephen King one, wasn't it? No, 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 that, no, that was no, a that was WWE. The no, the, the, the Call was a WWE produced, wasn't it? She, um, yeah. she's essentially, um, she's what was it, Charlotte? You, you can explain it better than me because she's, she was um, great. She was, you great. know, you know, when you ring like 999 or 911, yeah, um, and she gets a call, um from a girl who has been kidnapped and she's locked in a guy's boot mm-hmm. and it, it's a cat and mouse film it's her on the phone with this girl yeah. trying to find out where she is oh. before this guy kills her and leaves mm-hmm. her or whatever um and it's it's really 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 good it's really tense yeah oh. it was a, i think it, it was it's one of our much better roles yeah because i think it was one of the ones when wwe were making all the the, the movies yeah it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a netflix one that one <laughs> yeah um trying to but i think it was wwe that went to netflix um yeah but the psychological pressure that she put herself under for it mm-hmm. i mean she went again her dedication to this role she went and actually sat with dispatch dispatch callers and things and, yeah. and did, mm-hmm. did their 12-hour shifts and listened to the things they listened to so mm-hmm. her dedication to her roles is is mm-hmm. quite it's admirable it's that's really what i love good. in actors I, I love actors who will put themselves in that position not to the point of where they physically hurt themselves like some have done like like Daniel J. Lewis is a prime example. He's very thespian. Yeah, he, he can yeah. only act so many films because he, he, yeah. he kills himself for a yeah. role and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Uh, but Christian Bale's done the same um, mm. when he dropped off. When he goes up Jared, and down. Jared Leto's yeah. the same as well for Dallas Buyers Club. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. They just, I, I, don't, I don't see why you have to put yourself in physical pain. Like I remember when um, Karen Gillan got Nebula for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And she shaved her head. And she shaved her head. And James Gunn went, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> we can... the second one. <laughs> no, she didn't because she learned that lesson because that's mm-hmm. what she thought that was expected of her. And James Gunn was like, no. we could have bald capped you. <laughs> we could have smoothed that out. You didn't need to shave your head for it. Yeah. But can we take a second to appreciate that she actually thought, you know what it is? Fuck it. This is what a fellow do do. I'm doing it. Yeah. And the fact that she looked absolutely phenomenal Unreal. like that. I know it's it's a hard look for a bloke to pull off. 
Yeah. Let alone a lass her size. She's tiny, but she looked like in the role of Nebula and the way she moved. Like the he did have itself. some really funky um, neck twists, but it kind of goes with the mechanics of what Nebula's made of. Yeah, um, there was a lot did, of uh, method in there. Do you know what I loved? She got she got rid of Amy Pond for us by shaving her hair off. She was no longer Amy Pond. Yeah, and Amy Pond like that's part. That's that's the only part of um, Doctor Who I love because Matt Smith's my doctor, um, mm-hmm. and Amy's obviously a massive part of that. So when she shaved her hair off, Amy Pond was gone. Like mm-hmm. The girl who waited wasn't there yeah. anymore, and, yeah. that, and I love that. I wasn't looking at the two and trying to to get if, like. My, if we're uh, talking, if we're talking strong female characters, Amy Pond broke the mold for. She, <laughs> she was one of the assistants that just didn't give a shit. To, to yeah. just, just give the doctor the shit back, and it didn't. She, she didn't look at the, the the doctor as a love interest, which no, a lot exactly. of the yeah. uh, exactly. a lot of ones did. Yeah. My favourite Karen Gillan moment, and my it, it's my favourite Nebula moment. She was directly responsible for getting Chris Pratt hitting the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could see and think that. But she was, and it was yeah. fantastic. Chris Pratt um, got hit in the balls. He went down like a sack of spuds. Yes, so, but um, just want to talk about like missteps as well, because I think there's been a few missteps, especially recently. Kev uh, pointed out that probably the most prominent one. That we've had over the last ten years, because um, you went from Wonder Woman that came out being absolutely inspirational, oh, like say yeah. saying something and like having like that character stand head and shoulders, and like I, I, I thought the first film was it was, it was a triumph, it. like mm-hmm. everything was good about it, and then to follow up with what we got. Which, as as you said, was wrote and directed by a female director, which again was groundbreaking at the time, but it kind of wasn't used with the, the same no. care. It was kind of like like if you talk about backward steps, there was yeah. Like, There's a massive reason for it, and unfortunately, it's not Patty Smith's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it was studio interference again. Mm-hmm. Really? Warner, I heard Warner differently. Brothers. Yeah, I heard differently about this because she had a lot of interference about Wonder Woman one. So it's Wonder Woman 2, she came out and said beforehand, this was her movie. They had mm-hmm. let, let her do it. And the decision she made was, and the only thing that one of others did was released it did, uh, on streaming that she didn't want. But oh, I heard they, this one was her movie. I heard they gave that her a co-writer. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they gave her a co-writer. Right. Mm. Yeah, so oh. it wasn't just her. Um, it was mm-hmm. a bloke. Mm. Uh, and I think there was a lot of conflict there with that, uh, mm. and ultimately the studio sided with him. Mm. I think you can tell when you watch it though, because there are parts of that film that really do feel like it's two writers trying to battle to get their yeah. story seen. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now that I know that, I can see that, yeah. especially with the villains, mm. with Cheetah and uh, yeah. Max Lord. It, it focused it, all on him. Mm-hmm. And Cheetah was a side story, which shouldn't yeah. have been. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, think, I think a lot of the <laughs> commentary, the commentary in the film, was the wrong message as well. Yeah. Like oh, 100%. one of the ones where where she's about to get attacked in the park, and she saves her, then says, "Okay, I've saved you. Carry on walking home." It's like, wait, yeah. there. she was just nearly raped, and you make sure just, she gets then just safe. pushing her on. Mm-hmm. You, to you, go. You it's the Steve Trevor bit for me. Oh, yeah, oh, that's what 100%. I was going to say. Yeah. 100%. Nope, that's not, that's not how that's she not was written in the first one. That's no. not how she is in the future. Why should it be a little patch there? No, mm-hmm. don't, no. Why she turned into a whiny little bitch that needs a man? Absolutely. Exactly. They, they just, they, 
they needed him back Wonder, essentially. They didn't get Wonder Woman at all. That's not what Wonder Woman was. No. That's yeah. what they turned her into. Mm-hmm. Well, even um, even he, uh, what's his name, Chris Pine, mm-hmm. even he said that it shouldn't have been done. No, they should have left it out. He's, can, he's can, very like uh, he won't talk about his films too much. You so. have so much source material, so much source material. You could hello, sweetheart. <laughs> you could have picked from anywhere in her mythos and pulled out a decent story, and yeah. it didn't have to include him. And it could have yeah. continued on from that one. Yeah. Um, the she it, it really messed up, and I was so looking forward. I had so much high hopes. I remember coming out the cinema after the first one and being like so empowered mm-hmm. like probably more than I was for Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel was massive like for me it was huge she's big like when I first got into comic reading she was the first character who I read outside of you know big issued names and she was powerful for me and there was a community like there was the Carol Corps Kelly Sue Connick who's one of my favorite comic book writers she wrote um she wrote for her and she kind of, she changed her from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel. She changed her outfit. She changed her weight. She changed, you know, her hairstyle. Everything was changed in order to make a fit strength that yeah. didn't need a bodysuit to produce mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, the thing so when, I loved about that arc, mm-hmm. the, the mohawk came in. Yes. Jim McCaffrey's mohawk. What? Yeah. And like, I know it's a dude who did it. But I have a lot of respect for Jamie McCallery. That guy reinvented Carol in a way we didn't even know we we wanted. He got it. Yeah, Such it, an image. It's so powerful. Um, but I just remember like I remember when the film was coming out, I was buzzing my tits off. I didn't care that Brie Larson was playing it. Because in my eyes, Brie's back catalogue is pretty impressive. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. I didn't expect it to play a the way she did that wasn't my carol that's not yeah. how, like carol's cheeky and she's very dull and blunt yeah and yeah. she's a and carol's a massive nerd and yeah. like and she makes mistakes and like oh it just wasn't that there was something just missing and i didn't feel that when i when i came out of captain marvel when i came out of wonder woman yeah jesus did i feel what I thought I would have for Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Wonder Woman, like the first one though, the original had um, it had that floor as well though. Like it was great, and it to this day it's probably still my favorite DC film. Like I'm going to put it above Batman Returns, which for me is massive. But it had that one moment in it that took me out of the film and thought, you know what it is? You've just had this great film. Wonder Woman has just came in. This little unimposing girl, Gal Gadot, who is tiny, has put the work in. She's put this muscle on. She's came in. She smashed the shit out of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then, I love you. But when you look Mm -hmm. back, it's not what was said. No, Mm -hmm. It wasn't needed. She didn't need a bloke to say I love you to win. She was kicking the out of everyone. She was doing it. She was doing it. That's it when she goes across them trenches. Yeah. I cry every time she does it. The best part of that film for me was the interaction she had with you and Bremner spud from train spotting. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely adore that fella and I love the fact that he's one of the few fellas out there that just does not care he'll take a backseat to a woman in every single role he does. Love I mean, that about look at me. Aliens versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He took a backseat there, like a massive one. Mm-hmm. 
and he just he, he doesn't care. He's a massive supporter and a massive champion for stuff like that. Same as Johnny Lee Miller from Train Spotting. Johnny Lee um, Miller. Charlotte uh, is aware of one of my favourite shows, and we've got Super Dog on it as well. Um, Elementary. Lucy Liu. Yeah. <laughs> Joan Watson, Super Doc. Like she is Super Joan. She knows everything. Didn't expect to like her in it because Lucy Lou's never really caught me attention. No, Started neither. watching Elementary because I love Johnny Lee Miller. He's amazing. He can act circles around anyone on any given day. And when she came into that and I was like, hmm, two episodes later, I was binging series. Like not even just one, <laughs> not two. I think I was three seasons in by like day two. Love it. She was class. Love it. Shallow, you were going to say something earlier and I think I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, it was about Wonder Woman. Um, the opening of Wonder Woman 84 was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. To shame the rest out re- of the fall. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> was that about cheating though? Like, but the, but she goes, when the little kid's going through... Mm-hmm. Uh, think, but it had no relevance to the film at all. It didn't. Yeah. But I think that's... <laughs> a, Such a shame. I think that's where mm-hmm. it shows that there was two different writers. Yeah. Because it was very much like the first film. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Yeah. It's such a disappointment because they, no. they had all the potential and all the time in the world. Like, yeah. if you wanted to make any changes mm-hmm. in movies, that was the time to do it because we had no choice but to wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the thing with, um, with Wonder Woman and... It, she literally spawned one of the best lines for me and one of the best looks in cinematic history. Mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, when they're fighting mm-hmm. Doomsday at the end, and she oh. just comes in, bang! Mm-hmm. Superman's like, oh, what the fuck? And Batman was like, shit, I thought she was with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just came in and put the fuck out of Doomsday. Yeah. It was when she turns unreal. around and says about, I fought bigger gods than him before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a line. She's <laughs> such a good Wonder Woman. She's class. Yeah. I remember seeing the best pictures of her and going, yeah, I feel you're too short. I don't well, think you're too big enough. And then when she's on screen, you're like, you needed to shut up because that was perfection. She is well, beautiful. Uh, so they, are the, they are doing a third one as well, though. Yeah. So oh. again, hopefully they will redeem. Like, yeah. See, I, I saw her coming in from the Fast and the Furious franchise where she was Han's love interest yeah. and she was tiny. They, they made her do the stick thing, tiny thing. But she was always slight anyway. So, you know, yeah. it was one of them. It kind of went like with her physicality anyway. So when she came in, like signed on as Wonder Woman, I was really, really, really dubious about it. But then I, then I remembered, hold on, she served in the military. She's a dancer. Yeah, She's yeah an actor. she did. She's yeah. hard as fuck. She is. She is hard as nails. She put the work in and look at her munch. Mm. I follow her on Instagram and honestly, her Instagram, it, it's literally just a beacon of light. She it's has three cool. kids. Yeah. Wasn't she, she has pregnant? three kids. Yeah. Wasn't she pregnant during one of the Wonder Woman? Yeah. Wasn't she in both of them? I think she was in both of them because she's got yeah. three kids. <laughs> a woman's got three children. <laughs> she, she is a beacon of intelligence, strength and happiness. Yeah, like I absolutely the, agree. Her husband takes a back seat and it is proper. It's like the Will Smith meme where he's like, "Yep, that's my wife." Yep. And he she's really just, does. He really she's, does, doesn't she? She's proper. She's proper embarrassed by it. Just like, no, I just want to be a mom. Leave us alone. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's just lo- unreal. She is lovely. Um, I want to just dip into women in horror movies oh. because. <laughs> <laughs> 
they've not had a good rap, you know, over the years. Now, I want to know what your feelings are on one of my favorite characters and one of my female female characters is Laurie Strode. Yes, yeah. Scott Redemption and in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, uh, that was I think the big turning point. As as I said, she was a damsel in distress. Oh. Uh, in the first Halloween film, she still held her own, though. She still got that mm-hmm. coat hanger up. <laughs> she, was, she survived. She did. Mm-hmm. She absolutely gold, yes. survived. But yeah, like, I want to talk about. I want to talk about women in horror because mm-hmm. just only because obviously Laurie has. She did eventually get a redemption. It took a long time to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. I'd even go so far as to say Halloween H two O. She has a slight that. bit of a redemption because she's she's not scared by any uh, stretch. Like the end bit's solid when she chops his head off. Like when, yeah. when, and when that you find out been it. Yeah, that should have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we, we should have had resurrection. We'll just delete that. But I think well, thanks did, to but, 2008. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, resurrection was just bad. Buster Ryan's like, oh, look, just give us a pay cut just so I can spin and kick Michael Myers on the face. Just no, Buster, no. Get out. Um, but yeah, women in women in horror have been treated not greatly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stop me from not watching them though. Um, but yeah, Laurie Strode for me, I thought she comes across as a bit of a whiny character in the first one. But when you really look at it, mm. for the fact that she survived. Mm. Gives me more strength than anything else because maybe I could survive. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Maybe, um, but I maybe think I could survive. I th- yeah, I think the 2018 one showcases, and I think when we've done the Halloween, like when well, we actually did the Halloween uh, podcast, when uh, we talked about it, it's not Laurie Strode, Strode's character, I think, as a standout, it's a daughter. Judy Grace. Judy oh, Grace. And that turning point again. We can, we can talk about the end of um, Halloween Kills now because I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Didn't expect that. <laughs> Didn't no. expect that. I was no. nearly crying. Are at that you point. effing kidding me? I was How in brutal. bits. Yeah. How brutal was it? Yeah. Why would they do that to her? Because she didn't want to do another one. Oh She's God, got something yeah. in the pipe. She's got something else in the pipeline. She tends oh, to stick around it's to franchises. Judy Grea, she's a busy, busy woman. She's in she everything. Is. I think she was. I think it was cutting in at what time doing Archer. Right? Oh bless. And Archer's she... been a pace like her paycheck for ages. Yeah. And just... it's the only reason she'd done it anyway, because Jamie Lee Curtis had the guest appearance on Archer, and then she had that, and they crossed oh. over, and mm-hmm. they were friends anyway. Um, but, but even look at the granddaughter. She yeah. was good. I liked her. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like, going to be the leading point because I I, yeah. I was putting money on that Jamie Lee was going to die in in Halloween Kills, but it, it wasn't. It was a it was a daughter that that yeah. kind of yeah. didn't expect it. But, yeah. So you saw Laurie's transformation from you know the mm-hmm. Sarah Connor and Terminator One to Sarah Connor and Terminator Two from like the original to 2018. Mm-hmm. She has that Sarah Trauma's Connor transformation. <laughs> it really is. Now we've all seen the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, off, off, I'm not talking. No, about no, that. I don't want to talk <laughs> about the film because the film's shit. What I want like to talk about, Laurie. What I want to talk about is the woman who was from the original, yep. the final Cowboy girl. Laurie yes. Now, no how much did anybody, when you watched the trailer, did you think that's what the story was going to be yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. How much that's was it the not? the reason we watched it. Same here. I, I <laughs> she, can survive it. she can survive a chainsaw on the chest, which Didn't nobody she? fucking can. <laughs> I literally saw her coming back in the trailer and instantly my thought was, I don't give a toss. Yeah, I got to that point and I was like, I don't give a shit anymore. Why won't this film end? Well, we didn't know no, the even in the trailer. 
Like, yeah, the, like the trailer when you saw oh. her coming back, I thought, I oh, don't give a toss. You're not Laurie Strode. You're not. You're not Nancy. I, I don't care. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't know how I felt about it because I was like, is this where? Is this where we're going now with horror? Are we? Yeah. Are we gonna? Yeah, she I was just cowboy found, Laurie Strode. Sorry, I would have found it more interesting if in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre you knew anything about her. Yeah. Yeah. That's but a good point. You don't really, you just know <laughs> she's the final girl, don't you? Yeah. She's the one who survived. Whereas yeah. Laurie, mm-hmm. you knew a bit about her. Not a lot, but you knew yeah. kind of, you knew her personality. You knew she was yeah. a bit meek. She like, mm-hmm. you know, a bit goody two-shoes. And then to go from that to... Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, again, and I know it gets a lot of shit because because it, well, it, it, it's of its time and stuff like that. And like say the and the guy who made it, um, like say if you're going to talk about horror, but horror TV, mm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, Buffy like, just turned twenty five. Twenty five yes. years old. Yeah. Um, can I can I just quickly jump in with one there? Mm-hmm. You were mm-hmm. saying that women in horror aren't Tret Fairy and stuff like that. You'd say they've been a bit misrepresented. Just a little you, bit. You've literally just said something before mm. it's the final girl mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the man never survives it's always the girl <laughs> look at the big horror <laughs> franchises friday the 13th woman mm-hmm. halloween woman nightmare on arm street woman scream woman it's always the woman that survives mm. and gets the better of them mm-hmm. before we get into women in horror tv and buffy and things is there any is there any women in horror recently that have made you rethink women's role in horror films because I've got two so um Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place yes yes (laughs) and Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man I really need to watch that my sister said it's brilliant it is they completely completely mm. turn women's role in horrors on the head. Completely. Wow. For mm. me, anyway. No. I get the Not so much this. The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man was very by the numbers for a female character. I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Fight. It was the end of The Invisible Man that did it. Yeah, that's it. Basically broke through she, and got... And she decided. took it back. Yeah. She took the power back. The final mm. go. It's the story of females in horror. Scared, 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 fight. Um. Probably recent it, it's just because of the, the flip, uh, the new remake of Wrong Turn, the female, how she reacted and how she ch- yeah. like, how she adapted to survive, um, like the captives, and and so on, and then to get escape and um, and for what to happen, like say at the end, mm-hmm. I thought that was quite oh. a good uh, good twist as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> We've reviewed it, haven't we? We, re- yeah. we reviewed. Uh, I had to watch it to review it, and I honestly, it, didn't. no, it's not that. I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't actually mind it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I would have gone out my way to watch it though if we weren't going to be reviewing it. Yeah. Um, but the ending, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, what have I just watched? <laughs> yeah. That was but, that was a turn. That I, I, I thought the premise for that was pretty pretty damn cool. I didn't mind it. I really didn't. Yeah, not the worst I've seen. For no. me, one that changes things. Um, it, it's not recent, recent. Um, it's two thousands. Um, dog soldiers. Mm-hmm. She was the scared oh, victim, and once. then it turns out she was the alpha. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, oh mm-hmm. shit! <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I thought she was going to be the whole. Well, I thought I hoped you and me safe here. I hoped you and me salvation. I thought she was at that point going to run off and get killed. No, yeah. no, she was the fucking leader of them. I was like, oh my 
God. <laughs> I it's didn't been see a it. long time since I've seen that one. I love it. It's one of my favourites. But she was fantastic in that. She was amazing. Um, Emily Blunt also, is a definite, yeah. Doomsday. Don't know if anyone's seen Doomsday. I couldn't get away with it. I've, I've tried watching it three Doomsday. times and not got past the first 20 minutes. It's the same guys that done Dog Soldiers. Um, oh, essentially, no. it's a virus that wipes out half the UK. And so a lot caught of Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> yeah. we, did we watch it? We did, yeah, with did, uh, Rona, yes. Rona Meter. Yes. And Bob Hoskins. I yes. love that film. Uh, it's so brutal. Mm-hmm. But it's refreshing to see a female going in into that environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, you've got like the main bad guy, Saul. He's a bloke from South Shields and he's absolutely class, by the way. Craig's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, you and he, he's a fucking hard cunt and he's pounding seven shades of shit out of her guts with his fist. Like he's going, that sounds really wrong. Like, he's, got <laughs> a t- he's like punching the shit out of her, t- like interrogating her and torching her. And She's just taking it all and she's just like, yep, 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 this is killing, this is nagging, and she kicks the fuck out of everyone escaping. It, it was quite a different role for Rona Mitra because I think up until that point she was just like the pretty face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rise of the Lycans was just before that one. All right, yeah. So it was kind of her step into it all. Um, but yeah, that, that one was a change for me. It was a change of pace. Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. Oh, that, yeah. oh, <laughs> that look. Louis going to be very happy but, you mentioned that. Fair, though, that, that. I always felt a bit sad because Kate Beckendale was great, but that was more about how she looked rather than really performance. Which, again, I it don't. Really I, I feel bad saying that. No, no, you're act- absolutely right. It was because look, what what did Arthur say when yeah. you mentioned? But, it's nothing about our, the ability that she had. It was how she looked. It was, it was a great. It was a great performance though, as well. Like she looked uh, in, mm. amazing, but it. it See, I've never sexualized <laughs> Kate Beckinsale. I've, I've never thought like. She oh no, I just thought the underworld um, films were terrible. I've oh, never liked them. <laughs> I've, I've always. I'm not a big just, fan of the Maid the Mind. It felt like a vampire version of the Matrix. To be honest, it's just yeah. they, they <laughs> had such a great opportunity, and they absolutely butchered it. Like they yeah. could have had like this hybrid werewolf vampire. They did, but <laughs> it, it didn't materialize too much. Like the, yeah. the, the first three. Mm-hmm. I like Rise of the Lions. Yeah. One that's all it's about the like. I need werewolf yeah. films in my life. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. No, but uh, I, I think if we are going to talk about like strong female roles and role models as well, I think Buffy the Vampire, like especially the yeah, TV show, back to Buffy. has so many like strong yeah. icons in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I yeah. said, from like playing just as I said, the high school girl where she was a bit ditzy to basically taking on when it when uh like i said i think i talked about it in the group like i was heartbroken when her mum died oh i was devastated as well but how they did it and then for buffy to grow up and take on mm-hmm. and be the mother figure and look yeah. after like dawn, dawn. oh did you um, need dawn more like mm-hmm. did you really need dawn in that program no yeah. but you, you didn't but, need yeah. it but like michelle trattenberg yeah. she's she's good mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no and as you said, like the characters in there, like Willow was absolutely um, amazing. Like, and her and her, like say her relationship with Tara as well was so pure. And it wasn't like, say, normally when you see books. a lesbian relationship showcased in like say pop culture, it's it's done in an over sexualized way. Well, this mm-hmm. was done in an emotional way. Kev, yeah. We can mm-hmm. still hear your cough, you know, you're in the same room as Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> you're muting your mic. <laughs> 
He's trying though, leave him alone. Um, <laughs> well, man. Yeah, like, like all the different aspects of Buffy, like um, the growth in the show, but showcasing, I know it's going to sound really cheesy coming from me, showcasing womanhood as, as powerful and as intense as it is, as it yeah. can be. And in the different elements, like one of the biggest bad guys in Buffy was fucking bad at Willow when she goes nuts. Oh, oh. That, that was my favourite Willow. Yeah. Amazing. That Amazing. is a good Willow. And it's it's so raw. Mm-hmm. It, it, the reason why she is mm-hmm. a bad Willow is so raw and emotional because I think that I think that's like the rage side of grief. Yeah. And a lot of us try not to get to. And she just allowed herself she to be taken over by it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was really beautiful. I think the best part about it with the women in Buffy, it's so natural. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing, there's mm. nothing forced in it. You're not rammed down your throat like, look at all this girl power. Um, yeah. The thing I love most about Buffy is that throughout it all, Joyce was pretty much the only parent you saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of looked towards Giles as the dad, and yeah. he was so out of his depth, and it mm-hmm. showed a million times that he was kind of looking at them for advice. Yeah. And I love the fact that you had a middle-aged white bloke in an American high school looking at high school kids for advice on his mm-hmm. life as well, and yeah. it worked so well. Like his dating life, like oh. Buffy and Willow were constantly giving him advice, and it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. I love that man. He's class. The dynamic um, of all of them as well. They yeah. all allowed, like, even when you got David Boreanaz, who was, like, a bit of a stud, he still allowed the ladies, or even Just Buffy, to, shine. It, to, to yeah. overpower mm-hmm. what the presence that he is, because back in, like, the 90s, he was he was delicious. But like, say, all the women in that show got developments. Like even Cordelia yeah. started out as, as she, a really she grew good. through mm-hmm. the roles and like uh, through in, even into Angels. She, like she got uh, so much more, like say screen time and like say not just being like the eye candy that there was. And again, like the the, the male characters in it were kind of like the buffoons, as you said. Yeah. Giles was yeah. a bit of an idiot. Zander. Uh, never Zander. had his life together. Um, Xander was a complete tool uh, from start to finish. <laughs> even, even like the the villain characters, like yeah. Drusilla and oh, uh, Glory, Thanks. Glory, mm-hmm. Glory was brilliant. Like even they were just so powerful as well, though. Mm-hmm. Absolute I think, powerhouse. I think Glory kind of, especially. I think mm-hmm. they kind of reverted with Faith. They kind of took a step backwards with her a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. because they kind of went. Oh, she's a slayer. She can kick ass, but she's evil, and now she's getting really vain. And yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. step back. I'll Honestly, you, you could take faith out of it, and it like wouldn't have made any difference. I'd, I'd... But that's the yin and the yang element, though, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it like, is. it's the greatest it's, moment. It's like Buffy's up here, and that that was always like showing the different elements, and yeah. that's I think that's when when faith come in, it, it kind of sexualized it a little bit as yeah. well, because mm-hmm. that, that was when. Tried, um, no. But, um, and certain elements, like, as I said, but I I loved it as well when they brought um, the Nathan Fillion character. Oh, the priest in, Caleb. You just Caleb. love Nathan yeah. Fillion. I do. I <laughs> if he, if he wants to come was... on the podcast, I would love to talk to him. On the castle as well. Um, he yeah. such a, he's so good. He, he doesn't get used to nothing. Nah. He really doesn't. He's but uh, like I said, because he was such so anti-woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it, it played off, because that was when they were like bringing in all the different slayers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and potential the potentials and trying to like help them as well and he was about uh 
even like say with him being like his his backstory as a priest like being so against women and so backwards in his in his thing and I thought that was a, like a good choice mm-hmm. uh, of of like th- of things but uh, if you're going to showcase like strong independent women as well actually I can't see a better show that's that especially in, in our type of field like fantasy or genre yeah. like, as well that One. don't show like the women as ditzy as 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 like needing to be supported and stuff like that because if you went to Buffy I'll I'll, I'll try and save you she would kick the fucking shit out of you she would absolutely <laughs> annihilate you yeah she really would um, one. well Spike I've got one too if uh, if you're going down horror and you're going down women mm-hmm. so that sounds really wrong supernatural <laughs> oh Jodie kicked ass. Cass's daughter kicked ass. Mary Mm -hmm. kicked ass. We'll just keep going. Joe and Ellen Ellen kicked ass. And let's face it, Lilith scared the fucking shit out of me. (laughs) She was a seven-year-old girl with white eyes. (laughs) Terrifying. Although though, the boys only brought back the boys, so that was the only only annoying thing about it. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. Every, every single time they were on screen, they were hand, they were handling their own against the men. Who yeah. was it that kicked their asses every time? Oh, Charlie! That's the it was Charlie. 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 <laughs> oh, Charlie's Charlie. death was not needed. Charlie. Then you had um, uh, oh, what was her name, man? The demon we were speaking about the other day, Charlotte. Tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, didn't like her. Um, <laughs> it was Canary in Arrow. Oh, yes. Ruby, Katie Cassidy. Ruby. Ruby. Yes. She was oh, fantastic. blonde Ruby was amazing. Ruby I like Katie fantastic. Cassidy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Supernatural. Um, that was a massive show for female leads and female characters. Mm-hmm. Rowena. 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 Mm-hmm. We, we've just, we, we've talked about sci fi, you know, our genre of nerdism. Bloody Dana Scully. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Grandly wanking as we speak. <laughs> Where's them aubergines? <laughs> I mean, I've got a name written down here. Like Dana Scully is the epitome of strength. Yeah, yeah, just fighting back against power. She was one of the original Break the Mold as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she dominates in a man's field. What I like about it as well because normally. Yeah, in, in olden days, it would have had uh, Mulder, well, she would, the female would have played the Mulder role, being like the open-minded, like yep. in, the dreamer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But how calculating and how factual-based, you don't get many females no. like antagonists, but she was great. And I loved how they actually keep, kept their relationship. I think we talked about the X-Files as well mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the podcast Um basically how they didn't ha- have that romance it was always mm-hmm. teetering but the fact that they never used it as a plot point or as, yeah. as the main thing was was its strength rather than its weakness yeah absolutely they, they used it needed. as a will they won't they mm-hmm. yeah the, the flirtation was there but maybe the feelings weren't yeah. it was just uh-huh. kind of like mm-hmm. if you're working with somebody that closely then maybe that's just what happens as mm-hmm. long as they are together regardless of what capacity it is, who gives a shit? Like they, they work, their, their work ability together is, is perfect. She is the realist to his fantasy because he lives, like, let's be honest, Fox will believe anything. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> he, he is needs, a dick. <laughs> He really is. He needs that person who will be able to bring him back down to reality without being an arsehole about it and without laughing at him either. She never once like made fun of him for the stuff that he believed in. Never mm-hmm. once. She was so... I think her approach to how she played Dana was mm-hmm. just how this is how a person should be. This is yeah. how niceness is done. Supportive. Mm-hmm. Yes, she kept him grounded when things were going crazy. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do love that character, but I love Gillian Anderson. And, oh, that woman. <laughs> that woman. She was unbelievable in American Gods, the first season. Oh, yes. and she played the, was yeah. it she played the world or the internet? No, yeah. she played entertainment. Media. Media, Media, that was, that was it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Her, when she did the David Bowie thing. <gasps> Not she was that. incredible, yeah, absolutely and, uh, incredible. Even and, the um, I am Lucy mm-hmm. when she done that. I am Lucy. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, Lucy that, Ricardo. That, that yeah. was like the scene out of the book. And, you know, she... I never wanted to see Lucy's tits. <laughs> How is she not playing absolutely Lucy? Amazing. And Nicole Kidman is because I was gutted when she left. Gutted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she had I, I, the, the, show, the show ended for me then. So yeah. Same. <laughs> I couldn't get into it. No, we were honestly we got to, we got into season two and we were like, when is this war starting? Yeah, you have talked about it for fucking ages. <laughs> Tell you what, we just lost. I got through two episodes. Read the book. Yeah, I think that's. I think that would be the best option because I was honestly getting to the point where I was like, I'll start a war. To be fair though, I'd read the book with you. I'll do even. I'll do a podcast just reading page by page. It's that good. Done. Ideas are coming. That's a really good idea. That actually. I'm in. <laughs> we can read do voices. Read, read a page of American Gods each day. <laughs> See Davy's bedtime stories with Paul. It, it's literally there. <laughs> we'll have to get the smooth Mac Daddy to read it to us. I can get a copy. Thing. Amazon, Amazon hey, Prime can have it to us in a day or two. I've, I've got two. You can have one. I've got over three copies somewhere. We're sorted. <laughs> um, that and wanna... Neverwhere. Read them too, honestly. Oh, Neverwhere. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> Going away from fantasy mm-hmm. and going into something that's quite recent, um, I want to talk about it because I've just found her. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's appropriate because the last season of her programme is on and she's not in it, is Polly Gray, played by Helen McCory in Peaky oh. Blinders. Yes. Yes. If you want to talk about strength in a woman in a man's mm-hmm. world, Polly Gray mm-hmm. is the one to talk about. I yeah. absolutely adore. I have binge watched this mm-hmm. season, the series, um, because I want to see how the say goodbye to her. Yeah, it's, that's, it, it's yeah. noticeable she's not in this season as well, though. That's how much of a presence she has. Yeah, that this, like, I'm not to give spoilers, like, there's only two episodes. Yeah, yeah, but the story it's... lingers on like why she left, mm-hmm. but it's it's missing it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, no one can step in. To her role, because no. because like I say, Cillian Murphy is absolutely breathtaking in, in Peaky Blinders oh. as well. He's mesmerising just be- to watch. But... The chemistry between them two, though, the mm-hmm. understanding of them two, because he knows he can't function with without her. He knows sh- that she is fucking terrifying in that show Isn't as well. She? <laughs> I would. It, yeah. It's Tucker. such it's such a contrast from her role as. Uh, Narcissa in mm-hmm. Harry Potter as well, because in that she's so caring. She's she's a mother. Yeah, and you'd think there would be aspects of that in Polly, and there are to a certain extent, but she they're not as Polly's prominent. cutthroat though. Yeah, yeah Polly's cutthroat. Like, yeah, yeah. She's real to the to the environment she's in. She knows where she's at. She mm-hmm. knows who she's dealing with. And the first series where she gets attacked by Sam Neil was it the first yeah. series? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she gets attacked by Sam Neill, and instead of being a victim of it, instead mm-hmm. of she took her power back. I yeah. know she killed him, 
But mm-hmm. and uh, taking the killing aside, it was the confrontation she had with him just beforehand where mm-hmm. she took it back from him. Mm-hmm. And loved her for that. I, I the the series um I've just finished where they were gonna get hanged. And he put any when they're mm-hmm. on season five, was it season five or season four? It's literally they're just gonna the, the, the season opens with Polly. The, the few others are just about to be hanged and Tommy saves them right at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And watching yeah. Polly's fear yeah. was heartbreaking for us. Because mm-hmm. it's the first time I'd ever seen her scared of anything. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing. Like, when you talk about good writing, that, that is perfect. And knowing the role, and like say, as I said, no one else could play that role as well. That's, that's, I that's... didn't. I didn't think that anyone could write females as good as George. Because I've always said George R. R. Martin can write a really good female character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His female characters are strength throughout. There's, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't think anyone could beat that. And mm-hmm. when I've seen Polly Gray and followed her story, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, like there's there's someone mm-hmm. else who can do it slightly better. There's a lot of of uh, Gemma Teller in Polly Gray. From Sons of Anarchy. Oh, All right. One I couldn't get away with. Sorry. No. <laughs> Good soundtrack. <laughs> I think Tons they're, of they're, they're sort of in the same vein. Like mm-hmm. they're strong. That's strong female characters in a man's mm-hmm. world, essentially. Mm-hmm. No, but just taking it like again. I love that aspect. You said a strong female character in, in a man's world, and if you look back. Like even before, like not even in the media we've been talking about, like film or thing. Like if we go back to comics, I think mm-hmm. X Men has one of the strongest <gasps> females. Like going like she, Phoenix, like Jane Grey has is the ultimate strongest X Men ever. There, Storm, Storm. is Storm. unbelievable. Rogue. Um, even Rogue. Rogue, um, like I said, even Jubilee, even though her powers are shit, um, <laughs> still yeah. still have yeah. Kitty Pride, like Kitty as well. Pride, like, mm-hmm. so all these Rocky. different. Like say, this was and these were comics that were wrote well before our time, well before like like when females were still treated as uh, second class citizens as yeah. well. I, I think Marvel and DC have done that really well. They've they've yeah. both got really mm-hmm. strong character female characters that stand out that were written at a time when female character characters weren't necessarily seen like that. I mean yeah. Catwoman, mm-hmm. Poison mm-hmm. Ivy, Huntress, yeah. Huntress, Cheetah, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. When Chris Claremont took over X Men, he only wanted female staff. Mm-hmm. Yep. He didn't want any anyone else to because he wanted their opinions. He knew it mattered to them, and he knew mm-hmm. he had to do it right. He was happy to take on the role as writer. He was happy to take that part, but what he wanted was a woman's perspective to sat to sit next to him. Mm-hmm. The man is revolutionary for yep. what he did in mm-hmm. comic books to a mass group it wasn't just one individual character it was a lot mm-hmm. and he got them all right yeah but one of them has it has any flaws mm-hmm. see there's um getting away from comics there's one tv show out there that i've just started re-watching that is very 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 well wrote for females and if it wasn't for the females on the show mm-hmm. things wouldn't get done criminal minds Wow! Oh my God! Which one? <laughs> SVU. If it, if it, no, no, Criminal Minds. Not criminal Law Minds. Order. Oh, 
If it's, <laughs> no, you're order. thinking of NCIS? No, I'm thinking no. of Lauren Order. Lauren I was order. like, if Olivia it, yeah. Benson, yes! She's close <laughs> as well. If it, if it wasn't for Penelope Garcia, nothing would get done. Mm. Yes, then you've yeah, got JJ, yeah. you've got Prentice. JJ got, is one of my favourites. I love JJ. Yeah, if it wasn't for the, like the women in that show, it would not work. No. It wouldn't. Yeah. You can't just have Derek Morgan going, hey, baby, taking his top off and tackling <laughs> no. someone to the ground. Spencer Reed saying, I look like a praying mantis. Yeah. You've got to have the strong female That's characters in there. That's what I'm watching it for. That is exactly what I'm watching it for. I really didn't like the first one who was in it, you know, the one who ends up leaving because she shot someone. Greenway. She was crap. But when Prentice came in and took over. Total breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Prentice's storyline with Ian Doyle. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that just shows how strong that woman was. Like she, yeah. uh, she infiltrated fucking IRA. I know, had um, I, shit. I did have reservations to start with because the only thing I'd ever seen her as was Kathy and Friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're like, really? A, but then that she's just, a great voice actress as well. She does a lot is. of American dance and stuff. Lords. But the minute she was Prentice and she was in it, you, you just forget. Yeah. You forget everything because you're too focused on her as she's playing at it. Oh, what but a brilliant ha- call. She's hilarious as well. Did you see her in uh, Two and a Half Men? Yes. Where she was Charlie Sheen's new girlfriend and Alan's mm. ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And Well, not ex-girlfriend, but she was trying with Alan back in school and then trying with Charlie later in life and playing them off against each other. <laughs> she was hilarious. That woman is literally, she is such a talent. She's a voice acting is amazing. Like we're we're watching American Dad at the moment, and every time she comes in, I'm pissing myself. <laughs> She's great. Hey, what though? Like, if we're talking about, like, still talking about TV shows. I'm I'm flabbergasted that none of us have mentioned it yet. We did a podcast about it. And Probably it's on got the one list. of our most views. Brooklyn Nine Nine, oh like the God, female cast like... in that. Like yes. we've got our very own Amy <laughs> in the top right here. Um, yes, like we do. Say, <laughs> like I say, if you talk about like Santiago uh, Diaz, mm-hmm. D- even Diaz, um, like I say, Chelsea Peretta's character as well. Mm. Um, Gina, Gina in her own way, like all powerful. I have strong, a lot of love um, for Gina. I really do. I can't and stand her, but if it wasn't for her, nothing would get done. No, and, but you've got to, you've got to give the woman of that confidence. Mm-hmm. She is so shit sure of herself, even though you know mm-hmm. what she is doing is absolutely ridiculous, especially the dancing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but she is so shit sure of herself. She mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks. And yeah. it's such a quality I wish I had on myself sometimes. It's a great quality. However, when I see people like that in reality, my first thought is just fuck off. We, no. like, yes. I, I don't want to be around them. To be fair, though, that's most people. To be fair, not it just is, that. That's, but, I, I, if I have to be around most people, I, I'm like, oh, do I have to be around them? But just but like I said, I'm being careful what, what we say about the Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I still know the last season hasn't yeah. been broadcast oh, right, in yeah. the UK just yet. Um, we'll not jump into spoilers on yeah. that one because we oh. do have a full episode where we go spoiler Heavy on the front yeah, of I thought I'd just get, I thought I'd, just, I thought I'd put that in just in case because um because there's Still a big like say female empowerment in Brooklyn Nine Nine, especially it's in the cool. last season. There's a turning of Massive. the rules which has done yeah. breathtakingly well. But I don't want to spoil it for anyone. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Thank you for pointing that out because I didn't know that it hadn't aired over here. Um, I, I still think my biggest female moment in that show we discussed on that podcast, mm-hmm. and it's the step. Back from Jake, the whole God, I didn't know you guys went through that. 
like oh, yeah, was, that, that wasn't the last season. That was uh, no, season, no, it was it was quite early. Yeah, it was the, like season four or something. When they were talking about the the female, like when Santiago was going back through, saying how yeah. she got a promotion, but then the, a commander tried to sleep with her, and yeah. she only mm-hmm. got the promotion. And and they were talking about like saying Diaz, how, yeah. Diaz's reaction to that mm-hmm. was really interesting because yeah. it's it was it was the one I didn't expect. Both, it was both mm-hmm. sides of the same situation. Yeah, like it it's probably been in that situation. It, it's it was the range of emotions that probably one person goes through, but mm-hmm. visually, it was represented by two different characters. Yeah, yeah. And for all, they were in a situation where they could literally stab each other in the back to get where they wanted to be, women-wise, because mm-hmm. it they didn't they didn't no. step over each other. No. They, I, I loved that. Yeah, they never ste- They never had to mm-hmm. degrade each other in order mm-hmm. to get ahead. It was women working with women. I know, but there was jealousy. There was jealousy in there oh, as well. Yeah. But I think oh, I was just, just human I, I thought it was hilarious when when Diaz got offered the the captain's role, yeah. and, and then she showed out what it was. The thing, that, the thing that I loved about that show more than anything, I'm sorry, Charlotte, I've, I've got to like beat you to the punch here. It was always <laughs> Santiago and Diaz and Gina getting the lads out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was always them going, you fucking idiot, come here, I'll show you how it's done. And that, that was fantastic for me. Yeah. There was there was jealousy among the women, but not the point where it was vindictive, which no. is yeah. different for the kind of sitcom show. When like not even in even in things like Big Bang Theory, they get nasty <laughs> with each they get really yeah. nasty with each other. Yeah. That that that, that never happened. Mm-hmm. They do actually get really nasty in the Big Bang. Oh, Bernadette's vicious. I would not fuck with Bernadette. Oh, she scares me. We've got a whole podcast of that coming up later on, so we'll we'll leave the Big Bang theory for later, but you're absolutely right. They are are nasty bitches when they want to, especially Bernadette. Yes. One, um, One of the shows is not really nerdy so much, but it has some strong female characters in it. How I met your mother. That is fucking nerdy as fuck. I mean, Robin is just like, I, yeah. just, I want your career. Yeah. I, I love Robin Shabowski and yeah. my my um name on PlayStation, I can't change it for some reason, is Kitty Sparkles, right? <laughs> <laughs> At the time when I was playing Xbox 360 Doing it for the girls. You go to the mall. <laughs> Robin Sparkles. Yeah. And I couldn't have Robin Sparkles, so I just had I was like, oh, there's my cat, Kitty yeah. Sparkles. So I was like, <laughs> and I can't change it. Oh. So if you want to add us on PlayStation, it's Kitty Sparkles. <laughs> But it is a stab because I was watching How You Met Your Mother and oh my god, the mall song is just amazing. And even where she goes into our goth stage, yes, I love you. (laughs) No, I I, I love that aspect. Like, again, it's with with How You Met Your Mother until I think it's it's got the problematic final episode. I'm sorry, I Uh, absolutely love the ending of How I Met Your Mother. I'll fight anyone over it. It should have been called. The entire show should have been called How I Tried to Bang Your Aunt Robin. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was it was a season too long. Yeah. yeah. I love the mother, by the way. Yeah. I love I the fact that good. he, yeah. he yeah. found his Lily. Because yeah. if you yeah. really look closely, her and Lily are very similar to yeah. each other. And I think that's what he was always looking for. Not 
as in Alison Hannett, like he wanted that Lily. He just he wanted, wanted that version. relationship. He wanted yeah. that love and connection that her, her and Marshall have, and he mm-hmm. found his Lily. And I loved yeah. that. But I think with this as well, they flip the female and male characters around because it's normally mm-hmm. like the female wanting the love and stuff. But with like Robin, as I said, wanted the career, didn't want to get married, didn't want to have kids. And that was body. all about. That was all about Ted. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, but I loved how they just decided no, we're just really good friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was yeah. a real big change for Barney Stinson's character going mm-hmm. forward. Barney Stinson, so that was massive for me. He is awesome. Have you, have you met Ted? Have you met Ted? That's what we're going to do on the Nerdy Up North meetup. We're just going to get uh, have, have, you met met? Have, you met, have you met this person? I don't know if she's still watching, but Donna's sister, Sam, if you're still watching, we're going to tear you up. We're going to walk around everyone going, have you met Sam? <laughs> no, I think we do it at Donna and just go, have you met Donna? No, I think, I think when, when Donna's there, it's like, this is Donna. This is the famous Donna. Talk to Donna. <laughs> <laughs> that that but, was how my mate used to try and get me pulling in the clubs, walk up. Have you met Kev? My response was, and you're not going to. Bye. No. I think, um, like I said, there's a lot of different aspects. I think there's a lot of people that we haven't mess- mentioned. I think, like I said, people like um, that. Were, that probably, yeah. Uh, but um, I was yeah, like Angelina Jolie has been like everything that you can be, like you say in movies as well. And like I say, she doesn't get the credit as she probably does because of the way she looks. Um, as I said, some of the movies done like Girl Interrupted. Oh um, my god, Girl Interrupted uh, is Howard Ryder. Uh, Hackers. Um, Winona Ryder. Yep, Winona Ryder. Like I say, from Heather's Beetlejuice. Um, then she went through a bit of a kleptomaniac stage, but we're not going to talk about that. That's fine. <laughs> um, but like, but even then, you get like. But then like, coming TV. back to Stranger Things, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a powerhouse but, she was in Stranger yeah. Things. With you mentioning people who don't get enough credit because of how they look, I think Scarlett Johansson's up there. Yeah, oh, 100%. Definitely. Yeah. She's, I have a lot of time. She doesn't get taken Rabbit. serious at all. <gasps> George Rabbit. Rabbit. Oh, my God. Like, I was heartbroken. Oh, my God. I will never when you see sh- that When you see them shoes. The yeah. shoes. Yeah. I was heartbroken. The fact that she could walk into Nazis and just smack them across the head. Yeah. And we, oh my God, it, it, that film is just, it's beautiful. It's There's hilarious. There's no other word to describe it. It is absolutely it is beautiful. Hilarious. And how can you say that about a film that has Hitler in it? Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious though. Taika Waititi was born to take the piss out of Hitler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Oh my mm-hmm. God. He is so good in that film. He is. And I, I didn't want, I did not want to like him and Alfie Allen in that film. No. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson hilarious. was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> She's a powerhouse in her own right, though. Her. Yeah. She does she not is. give a shit. No. no. But well, I want to, and again, that leads into uh, perfectly for the next big thing that we're going to get. Uh, well, after Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Hunter, we're going to get Natalie Portman Natalie as Portman. female four. That is going to be fucking amazing. I think she's going to be class. Didn't it roll your eyes? I saw no, I that. Think she's going to be I think she's going to be good. She's put the work in. You can see it on her arms yeah. already. She's put the work in. You know, I think Kat Dennings coming back will be. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, no, I'm in it for Kat Dennings. Um, the only problem I have with Thor, Love and Thunder is the fact that they've told you that there's going to be a lady, there's yeah. going to be yeah. Lady Thor. Because yeah. I've said this before on the podcast, the most, when I read the initial run of when she came into it, nobody knew who she was and yeah. the mystery was there right up until the end and then bang it's Jane Foster and the fucking community exploded because it was Jane Foster she 
the only reason she is thought and worthy of it is because she's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And it was breathtaking, the story. It was powerful. And the fact that they've told you it's happening, it takes it away from it. Well, it the takes thing is, all that away. People know who Lady Saw is, so yeah. they couldn't exactly hide it. What they're going to do, put their own paper. No, but if, if they hadn't but if they hadn't introduced Jane Foster in the previous Thor films, it wouldn't have made sense to have anyone else yeah. other yeah. than them to play it. But I think it's going to be so interesting to see that dy- dynamic, though, and it's going to take take the level of the film a lot higher in my eyes. The, the I think is, she's going to overpower Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. I thought Definitely. she had. I thought they would have used a different actress to play the female Thor because oh. she doesn't look anything like Jane Foster. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. They don't have to look like them. I mean, Christ, look at um, the ancient one. Yeah. No, no. I mean, just, I mean, just like she's she's big, she's bulk, she's blonde. Like there was no, <laughs> there's yeah. no resemblance there to that Jane Foster. She's, I was she's like, put the work in. She's got big. I've seen she's that. I have seen that. She's vegan as well, isn't she? <laughs> she is. So it's harder for her because she's mm. not getting a complete like protein complex. I'm not going to go into that one as <clears throat> like nutrition wise. Because oh no, but I was going to say, but like, she does put the work in any roles. She did even when yeah. you talk about like the early stuff from Leon to Face of Vendetta when she shaved her head and put on the dodgiest Dick Van Dyke accent. Black Swan. She's a very powerful woman, that's the thing. And she I can't I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna say she puts the work in for every role. Like she, mm-hmm. she's a powerhouse, you know, she's a machine when she gets going. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. That's I, I always get excited when like say when she's gonna be involved in a project because you know it's not gonna be half off, especially if she's getting yeah. in involved in, in, in like say a nerdy thing or something that I'm interested in because you know she's it's gonna elevate that. But I think that's that's what I get excited for now, especially when, like, say, the casting. If you're getting people that are taking the taking the shit seriously, and it's happening more and more these days, which is That's always nice to see. I I don't like seeing people take the piss out of a role that they've been given. Charlotte, what were you trying to say? <laughs> I can't believe we've gone this long and not min- mentioning Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for, killing, for killing them. Yes, for, for, <laughs> there was space on that fucking board, and she didn't didn't want to have Leo. Oh my him. god. Oh, no, oh, Kate, not Kate Blanchett, sorry, yeah, uh, Kate Blanchett. Winslet, I was thinking, sorry, <laughs> was thinking. sorry, that's no, my fault, um, I got excited, I thought you were talking about Kate Winslet, I was like, yes, killing Leo, that's how we're going. <laughs> I, am, I am not inspired by, um, what's her face, who we've just been talking about? Kate Winslet. No. Oh, Portman, Natalie Portman. Yes, Natalie Portman, I am not inspired by that woman at all. Kate Blanchett <laughs> is a whole different conversation. Nails. Every Everything. Role she I mean, gets. Let, let's face Everything. it as well. She's she's talented. Mm-hmm. She's funny. She is beautiful. Those cheekbones, like she is. <laughs> they will striking. cut glass. They would. When... But she doesn't take herself seriously. No. That is look what at, I love about look her. Look at Snowpiercer. Ah, mm-hmm. how, house with a clock on its walls. Oh, I love that film. Like, she I was didn't fantastic. Even... I didn't even recognise her and don't look up. I didn't even realise it was her. No, yep. it took me a while as well. Mm-hmm. The how like the, the, the whole facial mm-hmm. and it was it was just makeup. Like and there's how, nothing. How brilliant was she as Hella? Oh, unreal. We just need it. I tell you what, we just need her in a Star Wars role now. And, and she's she covered the bases. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's Galadriel. Yeah. She uh-huh. is Hella in Marvel. We we really do just need Star Wars. No, I want to see her coming to the new Star Trek. So Bob, I just wanted to say Star Trek as well. I can't believe we haven't mentioned it. Zoe Saldana. 
No, not even that better than that Janeway. Uh-huh. Captain Janeway, Janeway from Voyager. Yes, one of the true. best captains we've had in the Star Trek. Unbelievable. Um, Voyager was one of the best TV shows I've watched, like Star Trek a, wise. I'm not a Trekkie. He is. Mm. I'm not. But in he would agree with you. He seven. loves that. He only watched Orange Is the New Black because of her. Mm. Seven. Seven. Seven of nine. Seven of nine. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. What a character! <laughs> yep. I know that like name. Strong female characters. She's up there. And the female Borg Queen. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Michelle, is it Michelle? Oh, gosh, what's her name? Ahura? From the original? From yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Nicole, William Shatner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was Michelle. Something Nicole, maybe. I don't know, but she was, she was in Heroes as well. Michelle Nichols? Michelle yeah. Nichols? I want to say, I yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, she is absolutely, she was breaking grounds. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The fact that there was interracial kissing taking mm-hmm. place in Star Trek, like, Mm-hmm. She put her career mm-hmm. on the line for that. Yeah, for yeah. a kiss with a white man. How ridiculous does that sound? Yeah. And it was William Shatner. Poor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, woman. But, but, uh, <laughs> if, if, if we're going to do strong females, I, I think we've got to mention Viola Davis. Oh. <gasps> Talk that... about a powerhouse. Talk Just... about a woman with integrity. and I, a woman. I really want to see the new film where she's Michelle Obama. <gasps> Is she really? Is that really she happening? Is, it is happening. Yes, and Gillian um, oh. Anderson is in it. As, that, uh, I think Roosevelt and Michelle Pfeiffer is one of the other ones. Um, and it's all oh. about like the wives of the presidents and stuff. Um, wow, that would be interesting. I, it doesn't focus on the presidents. It focuses on their wives behind them and pushing them through it and helping them. And I think that's going to be a great step. Wow. I think it's going to be a brilliant one. Um, and I've just had a thought as well, and I can't believe I fucking forgot about it. Uh, Jessica Lang in American <gasps> Horror Story. Jessica Lang in life. Yeah. Just yeah. life. That woman <laughs> is unreal to have. Did I'd honestly never in a million years thought that Jessica Lang's career could come back the way that it did, and in the way that it did through yeah. horror TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know and, she's done horror in the past, but that's not, like, a predominant field. No, but, and she was amazing. And, like, like some, Amer- some American episode, horror story episodes were flat or didn't quite hit the mark, but everything she was in, you were captivated. And, and she was the best thing in, in the show. And you look at the cast that, that the American Horror Story had as well. Mm-hmm. And, she, like, even Kathy Burke, uh, Kathy, uh, I can't get my words right now. Kathy Burke. Kerry Burke and and uh, Sarah Paulson and stuff like that. It even mm-hmm. had a what you called a Stevie Nixon and uh, but Jessica Lang was shoulders head and shoulders above everyone else on that screen. Absolutely, Coven is probably the near, most near perfect series that Ryan Murphy ever did. Yeah. There is from start to finish, there is nothing wrong with that series. I can't pick up. I can pick apart every other one, apart from Hotel. I have I have a lot of love for Hotel for different reasons, but Coven from start to finish is breathtaking mm. because the commitment Jessica Lang puts into mm-hmm. trying to keep power when she knows that she really can't, mm-hmm. and that and what she would do in order to keep that it was just the performance was phenomenal, absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. I loved her as Constance in the first one as well, and when she came back in Apocalypse, like. <laughs> So excited. Women in horror. Um, I, I feel I've got to mention Lizzie Kaplan in Castle Rock season two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lizzie Kaplan in oh. um, Cloverfield really, as well. Like 
There's yeah. a couple of Mingos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's, she's just phenomenal. But in horror, Castle Rock is Annie Wilkes. Unbelievable. Like Why that do I know ending, that name? Misery. It's Stephen King, Misery. Misery. She plays young Annie Wilkes in Castle Rock and she yeah. is amazing. Absolutely. Why have I never heard of this? It's great. Amazing. The first season's it's, a there's bit... There's only two uh, seasons. The first season's a bit crap. The second season, where she's Annie Wilkes, so... Was she actually um, playing Annie Wilkes? Yeah. Annie Wilkes? Yeah, it's, it's all about Stephen King's characters in Maine before mm. the story's kicked in. Yeah. So there's loads of little nods to it, but... Um, okay. Skarsgård's in it the guy as well. Who plays, I, the guy who plays Pennywise is in it. Yeah, Skarsgård. But uh, that, that ended with her. I need to find it, honestly, I need to find it. It's, it's only um, two seasons. It's, I think the it's wrote by Mark Bernard, Bernard uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith's friend, who does yeah. podcasts. Is really? Yeah, yeah. by him. Amazing. I listened to Fat Man on Batman. I didn't but realize. The, uh, the, the, honestly, the end of season two, it broke my heart how good mm-hmm. she was. It literally, mm-hmm. I was, I was in Castle bits. Rock. Yeah. Castle Rock. Yeah. The oh, end yeah. of season two, I was sat in my chair shaking at how mm-hmm. good she was. Like, I, I'm physically never, like, it, it takes a lot just to get goosebumps off me, but to have her sat there shaking mm-hmm. in a lump in my throat, that was just like, fuck me, that was powerful. She is mm-hmm. amazing. Wow. Yes. That's so special. Um, and Yes. So, anything else you guys want to mention now? Because I've just realised the time. So yeah. So no, we're up, but we do have Charlotte's one. Club. No, we have sure. one more question to to ask Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we thought it might be quite nice to end on strong females in your life, mm-hmm. like the ones that have stood out to you in your life, not necessarily famous or no, just but, mm-hmm. just the ones uh, that IRL yeah. in real life. I've got three. Start off, Firstly, my nana. She's a hard old lady. Her life. She, uh, <laughs> she is oh. literally she's she's an iron fist. Like seriously, I wouldn't mess with her. But um, she is the glue that holds my family together. Like literally, without her, the family would just be scattered all over the place. She is the only reason my family are still together and still talk. Um, she literally is the most impressive. And most domineering, commanding little old frail lady ever. Mm-hmm. Like she is the most tiny, frail, and polite person in the world. But just one look off her, you will be in your place. <laughs> but she is so polite. She's so friendly. She's so nice. She's not a she's not a woman of a generation. She's yeah. a woman of every generation. She's one I of the few that. pensioners I've met that have evolved through time, and she's learned. Like I'm sick of this whole oh racism's a generation thing. It's no, yeah. it's not. It's learned. You can you know, learn yeah. it. Basically, what you're saying is you've lived your entire eighty years without learning a fucking thing. <laughs> That's true. My That's nana's true. been through it all with my granda, and they've both of them. Even when my granda was alive, they evolved. They learned. Yeah, uh, they've had to because of family and grandkids and children mm-hmm. and things like that, and it worked. Um, so my nana, uh, my mom. My mom is, uh, she is the epitome of the army wife. Like when she raised me, we grew up on military bases all over the world. She was the housewife and she didn't have any time for herself. She was constantly running around looking after me, looking after my sister. And I, I wasn't a very good kid at all. I was terrible. I was a little bastard. You? Uh, oh, I was, I was awful. <laughs> the sarcasm there. <laughs> but no, I was, I was like a horrible little child. I was awful. Like um, I was such a needy little kid. Like, it was just, Oh, it was terrible for me, mum. Um, but then boys growing, and mothers. She's <laughs> honest to God, my mum is unbelievable. She does so much for everyone. She's a nurse, so instantly my hats off to her. But she'd Mine done that too. around two kids, 
and mm. like building a household while my dad yeah. was working away and building his company down south. So she was doing that while looking after me, my sister, my nana, my granda, running backwards and forwards. She's an Crazy absolute money. institution. She's amazing. She's like a massive inspiration to me, like huge. Oh, she's where I get my work ethic from, uh, but she's also where I get my common sense from. Mm-hmm. If I'm fucked, don't you bluff? If, <laughs> like, if, if I've fucked myself and I need the time, I'll take the time. Like, yeah. I'm not going to screw myself more. Um, but the last one is actually sat on this podcast with us. Ah, oh, the last one. It's you, Sammy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, it's Charlotte. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. Um, it's a feat, isn't I, it? That's what it is. It's Charlotte's feat. It, it, it's the <laughs> It is. Um, I, I, I genuinely couldn't go into too much about the struggles this lass has been through and she's still sat here with us. Don't we fair, we'll force her most of the time. It's, it's, she's not here by choice. She's because a, we're making now. She's, <laughs> she's got to sign a contract and everything. <laughs> she signed your soul. <laughs> like she's been Part through more in, in one year than any of us have been through in our entire life. Yeah. And she's still sat here. She's still cracking jokes. Don't get us wrong. She's an absolute pain in my ass. She really <laughs> is. There are times when I literally just want to pick her up, launch her out the door with a suitcase and say, and you off. Could? I could because she's <laughs> tiny. I could probably fit her in the suitcase. Dot. But um, she's costing you she a fortune with loud fly bags now, though, isn't she? Oh, she, is. <laughs> she is. But she's a massive inspiration to me like and she pushes me a lot she challenges us um like i've had girlfriends in the past they're just like yes 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 and they're just smile and nod um they're just dull they've got no they've got no fire in them they've got no challenge no fight and uh yeah she, she'll fight anyone like, nah, she's, uh, <laughs> it literally will she's a massive inspiration i wish i had better crack though her crack's terrible <laughs> it, it can be like it can be but uh, no she's a massive inspiration to me like and she's a massive advocate for like illness and um, for the things that she goes through and what she does on a daily basis yes, like i say i've seen the best and the worst and uh no, she's still here like yeah i always get uncomfortable when people say nice things that's why i make jokes sorry oh it's all right I'm only <laughs> So, that, you know. That's the nicest you'll ever be in public. Yeah, I'll, I'll and we have it recorded and it's live. You can't get away from it. I, I can't because I can still call her a dickhead. I can just pull a Photoshop and say, that wasn't Kev. That was a recording of, of someone else with a smooth tones just, uh, of the North Put like a proper dick dastardly moustache on and I'll be all right. So I can't grow facial hair. Who's your um, ladies? Ladies. Um... I think I've got to choose the wife. I know I take the piss out of her. Like I say, she is an absolute rock. Like I say, I've never met anyone as strong and as like determined in her own little mm. way. If she wants yeah. something that she she always gets for it, and she kind of like doesn't get get flustered. Like I get I flap over the littlest things. Like say, I lost my job a few years ago, and I completely broke down and she just went, yeah, we'll get, you know, things will get better. Mm-hmm. Like I said, nothing Nick seems to... Such an, Nick is such an optimist. Not, nothing really seems is. to like phase her in any way, but yeah, like I say, she's my best friend. She's everything I need, I want. She's, mm. she's everything, but uh, <clears throat> without getting too sorry, the other person I would probably give a shout out to is um, also a member of the, the podcast team. Which I don't think she gets as much credit as she as she deserves as probably's little Donna, yeah. even though she is quite quiet. But she is such an inspiration just because 
of what she does. Mm-hmm. And like she, like, I know I started the group, but she built the group. Yeah. She got the group to where it is. We don't have this without, without her. Yeah. So, like I say, I think she doesn't realise, I think, what she means to us mm-hmm. at times as well. Because she's always there, always plucky, even though it seems like anyone's going through a bad time as well. She's messaging them. Yeah. Like if Charlotte's down, she's sending Charlotte a message. If if Grant's having a shit time, she's sending him a message. She she's just to, like I say. She, she knows she how always to turn checks a room. up on her. Yeah. yeah. She, she always checks up on her. Mm-hmm. She knows no, how to turn a room, and she knows yeah. how to, and she knows how to read a room as well. Yeah. She's very good at knowing how to read the room, and mm-hmm. she's she's such a bright light as well. Yeah. Her she's, energy is infectious. She's mm-hmm. always ready with an absolutely filthy joke just yes. to make her laugh. <laughs> just to make her laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and I think like I say, it was quite prominent that she was the first ever nerdy up north queen or the nerd of the month because if i'm going to be honest and this is no shit to anyone else she is going to be the the forever queen as well she, she is miss nerdy up north she is cool. i think so you know that crown we were looking at the other day i think that's what i'll get at she can have the crown <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the two people i would definitely shout out there that's awesome um i'll go next mine is my mother my mother is um, an incredibly strong and independent woman who installed that into me and my sister. Um, my sister, who is her own person, and I absolutely love that about her. She mm-hmm. takes no bullshit. She knows who she is. Her dress sense is questionable, but she loves it. <laughs> she works it. She rocks it. Um, she a hundred. I always say this in any post about my sister. I can. I can rely upon her for anything and I mean anything. If I if we have to hide bodies, we have to hide bodies. Like she's she's the only one who I know would do it for us. Um me two best friends, Carolyn and Amy, my absolute oh literally <laughs> they are my absolute world. Um Charlotte, Donna, Amanda, Nicole, I absolutely love you so much. Like I I don't think you understand how incredible it is not just to find nerds but female nerds as well like I live for it I love it and my cat Beatrice (laughs) she is an absolute devil of a bitch and I love her (laughs) there we go they're mine Charlotte um so mine uh I've got three um the first one is my best friend of the world who is part of the group which is a bit quiet uh Becky because she has literally been through hell and back and is still standing somewhat unstably sometimes but she is still standing and she is the absolute best mom to the most amazing little nerd who is currently going around singing ghostbusters because she's seen the cartoons she wanted to be alice in wonderland for world book day and just nothing phases her the second one is my sister which mm-hmm. is probably she it was not easy growing, growing up with me as a sister I got very ill when I was quite young and she she got overlooked at times and she was still by my bedside every time I was in hospital she was still there on the phone if I needed her she was She's got her own life, she's 30 next year, which is terrifying. <laughs> she's got her own life and we can go for weeks, sometimes months without talking. But if anything goes wrong, or if I get ill, or if I need her, she is there without question. Yeah. Um, 
and thirdly is the infamous mummy. (laughs) (laughs) She is without a doubt the strongest, most selfless woman I have and will ever meet. She has sat by my bedside in critical care on birthdays, Christmas. She has literally dropped everything within seconds of a phone call to come and see us. She's, she's, She's been the one to tell my pet like my dad and family members when they didn't think I was going to make it she's she would give she, literally she would give you the clothes off her back if it meant you didn't have to go without yeah my mum's like that and she, she is everything and I don't tell her enough and I didn't she's mention, a survivor and she's a survivor yes she is I didn't mention my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law they're awesome I love them so much <laughs> and I should have mentioned because they are two of the most strongest women I know like I get a, my the, the women in my life are amazingly strong and I just would love to take little bits of them and just mold them into one and then shove it into me <laughs> are we talking about my little bunny again now <laughs> Oh, we no said there was going to be no references. No, we <laughs> almost ended it nicely. No ponies. So before we go, just to mention that we have our Facebook group at Nerdy Up North. You can find us on Facebook group. We've also got the Book Charlotte's Book Club, which is doing amazingly. Loving all the input on that. Um, if you have a platform that you use for, for your podcasts, you will find us on there. If you search Nerdy Up North, we are everywhere where your podcast gets played. Um, Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, um, hashtag Charlotte's feet. <laughs> Charlotte's feet, hashtag. Charlotte's feet, hashtag. Yeah. Ponies matter. Yeah. <laughs> ponies yeah. matter. Ponies Stay matter. Pony boy. Yeah. Donna's so, uh, cookies. Donna's cookies. So, yeah. as me and Charlotte are closing this, Charlotte, what would you like your tagline to be? Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> you can steal mine if you want. So I'll let you have it. I'll steal Paul's. Go for so, it. Same uh, same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.